Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hive Mind Recap Podcast. April 2023 is done, and we are finally caught up. It's the first week of May, and we're actually doing this episode on time. Crazy concept. For once, yes. For once. Well, finally, I mean, man. I feel like for once could have been a good response when we were starting this out, but uh, I feel like we've <clears throat> we've been pretty good about getting it done within like the first week of the month, generally, up until this some, year. We did some really year. good. We did some really good grinding in uh, March and April. So, oh uh, yeah, we definitely caught up. Uh, make sure to go check out our previous two episodes if you haven't, especially our March recap uh, last episode. So much incredible music last month. But let's talk about April. Because April did not slow down with the banger releases. Uh, we got a lot of singles to talk about. We got two EPs, five albums. Uh, before we get into it, uh, follow us on social media at HiveMindRadio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow us on Spotify, HiveMindRadio Recap. And then on YouTube, subscribe to our YouTube channel, HiveMindRadio. We are so close to 100 subscribers. Please help us get there. It would be awesome. Anyway, uh, any you guys go to any concerts last month in April? Uh, I did not. Uh, yes, I did. I've t- I've talked about it in like the past two episodes, but <laughs> I'll keep it brief. I'll keep it brief. I went to uh, I went to the Spirits tour, uh, which was nothing more. Crown the Empire and Thousand Below. I didn't stay for nothing more. And I've talked about Crown the Empire in recent episodes, so I'll just talk about Thousand Below. They're great. I met James. I think that was my seventh time seeing them, which is oh, crazy. crazy. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was like some some person on the subway tracks, so I missed like the first two songs. Which and one of them and them one of them was "Hell Finds You Everywhere," which is really sad because oh, I haven't yeah. seen that live. Yeah, it, it was really good. I met I met James again, uh, and yeah, seventh time. Most That's the crazy. band I've seen the most live <laughs> is Thousand Below. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you missed out with nothing more, but then again, I also know you don't really care for that band too much. So it was nice getting home early, actually. Fair, yeah. Uh, I haven't gone to this, of course, because it's happening next month. But uh, the boys on Nerve that we did an after hours episode with are filing coming to the East Coast. Uh, they're going on the Secret Store, and it's gonna be a fucking blast. I think it's them. Uh, it's, it's them, Varsity, and someone else. I think for the Fallen Dreams. I will have lots of updates next month. <laughs> yeah, man, you're going to like what? Three. How many? Yeah. Three. Yeah. I'm not going to any. I'm not either. I will well, go to one. Cowards. In, uh, I'm, I might be yet, going to two shows in June. We'll talk about that later. Yet undecided. Oh wait, no, I can't go to that. Shit! I was gonna say I might still go to Prada, but I'm not gonna be in town, so I won't be able to. That's mm. why that sucks, man. I will see Color Decay. They haven't gone on a Color Day, Color Decay headliner yet, right? No, they did the Zombie okay, Tour last year. Perfect. So I will be going whenever that headliner goes. That and that makes me feel better. I'll let you know how the new songs are next week. <laughs> <sighs> man. With that being said, should we just get right into it then? I think we should. Let's get going. Derek, take it away. Left to Suffer are, we'll say back. They don't take very short breaks at all. uh, With their newest single, Disappoint Me.
which is just two minutes and 19 seconds of left them suffer or left them suffer, left to suffer doing <laughs> what they do best. And that's making groovy deathcore. I don't think this is, I think this band's only been around for like three years now at this point. And they are honestly one of the best and most consistent bands in all of deathcore, I would say. And that's like from the jump too. Like, like from the start, they're making incredible stuff. And then I think it was called depression was the EP from, oh no, it was on death. Depression was one of the songs on there. And it was like this really cool concept album about death. And the songs are called in order event, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and death, which is so cool. And I really, really love this. I think they've dropped three singles now, and this is by far my favorite. Um, I think the mosh call of disappoint me is a little like weirdly delivered, but I can look past it because everything else is so good. And the breakdown is just so groovy and heavy and, yeah, that that's all I was gonna say. I don't really care for the vocals at all in this, especially when it gets really, really you, low. you. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't Man. really care for the vocals, especially when they get really low. That breakdown, call it into the groovy guitar riff, is nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Yeah, he sounds like the guy from what is that? Corn, corn disturbed. One of those boomer that bands. <laughs> So, yeah, that one. So, Derek, what you're saying is this song did not disappoint you. No, no, this song did not disappoint me. <laughs> I have multiple reasons that it didn't. Disappoint me did not disappoint. No. Speaking of reasons, <laughs> Jacob, how about you tell us about this next one? Uh Oh, who is this by? Excision. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> Wooly so and the Devil Wears Prada have released a collab called Reasons. They have not just released a collab, they have released the song of the year. I don't know about that. I, I also don't know bad. about that. <laughs> Slow However, down, Bucko. My bad. If you, if you narrow it down to an individual Derek and his perspective, <laughs> then yes. I think there's an argument to be made. Population of the Earth, one, based, Derek. Right, exactly. Based solely off my Google Doc, this is the song of the year. <laughs> yeah. I know, I mean, obviously that sentiment is not shared, but. Like, how are we feeling about this individually? I think Jacob and I have the same sentiment where it's really good to start until um, you get the breakdown. And I think the breakdown just kind of hits you too much out of the loop of it. I feel like if it blended mm-hmm. better, it would have it would have caught me more and been more replayable. I, um, yeah, I, I agree with Justin. I think this song is great until you get to the the you drop yeah, but the then once you, eventually like part way through the beat drop you get um mike from the devil's prada like the he adds some vocals in it and i think from there on it's good <laughs> uh-huh. 
Man. And I'm really glad they, they used Jeremy a lot on this song. Right? That's what I was going to say. Anytime that they lean into Jeremy's Queen vocals, I am instantly more likely to enjoy the song. <laughs> I, I'm kind of in the boat with uh, Justin and Jacob that as soon as it gets into that EDM beat drop, I kind of tap out of it. But otherwise, like, for, for what it is being an EDM metalcore crossover collab type of song, I think this is solid. It's not even the theme drop kind of throwing me out. Like I like um a lot of them. Uh, it's Illunium. Is how you say it. Illunium, yeah. Yeah, a lot of his stuff is kind of similar, especially with like the I Prevail uh collab they did. Um, that was one that I really liked. Um, did you get to listen? Uh, this is a little off topic. Did you get to listen to Illunium's new album? Justin? I haven't touched it. No, not yet. You should. I. It's, it's on my uh. Radar. We're not talking about it at the end of this episode, but... Maybe we'll talk about it at the end of the year. Jake seems to... Like no, it. we are. I think it's like gonna be Derek. If, it would be Derek if, if anybody. Yeah. Like. yeah, and it's not gonna be me. So... <laughs> Dude, I... I think... See, that's interesting for me that that's all, like, your least favorite parts of the song, because it's my favorite, and it's, like, probably my favorite musical moment of the year. I, I love, the, yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think it's that I made, I can't remember when I did. I don't know if it was just in the Discord or on the podcast, but I made like this realization about like, I listened to EDM for so fucking long before I got into metal and then the comparisons between like cleans and melodic dubstep and uncleans and like kind of that heavier rhythm sort of thing and, and breakdowns comparison to bass drops. And I think that this song is probably the clearest example of that that i've seen because jeremy's cleans fit right in with the melodic drop and i think um that mike's uncleans how aggressive and raw they are do a fantastic job pairing with that heavier drop and also leading up to it like the way that he steadily increases like the aggression on his voice as it builds is like I get hyped and giddy every time I hear it. It's like um, the closest I can think of like moment that like makes me like that interested in a song. Every time I hear it is the um, fake drop in night of silence by era that it just always puts a smile on my face, no matter what I'm doing. You know, I don't know. I, I, I haven't hidden my love for EDM ever. And I think that this year, especially there's been so much good shit that I've just fallen right back into that hole. And this is, Coming off of Color Decay being my album of the year last year, you know, I think combining those two mm. is it's just a match made in heaven. And I love both Excision and Wooly as artists, so it's like the dream, dream triple combo. As I said at the beginning of this, if you narrow down the scope to a specific <laughs> Derek, right, exactly. this can be this... song of the year. A, a specific Derek. Yes. Yeah. A very specific Derek. Derek in his edm era which always seems to come back every two years it's a ghost that haunts me speaking of songs of the year uh holding absence have dropped their newest single a crooked melody Derek feasting at the beginning of this episode they oh, have dropped man. their single this is the best holding absence song 
I wouldn't go Man. that far. I think it's really good. Oh, it's between this coffin and afterlife. I think. I would. I would say if not this, maybe um, die in a lover's arms. Yeah. Ooh, wait, that's one love... too. Yeah. yeah. For me, for me, it's either gravity or die alone in your lover's arms. And I feel like depending on the day, I can make an argument for either of them. This holding absent song, I think it's fine. There it is. I said it. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. Toss it off on the bingo card. Damn, it's like, This song, it doesn't do. I don't know. It's not hitting the emotional chord that holding what? absence typically does. <laughs> nah, this brother is lost. Yo, Jake, you need a map, dog. You need a, you need a map to this fucking song. You are lost as a hello. Let me just. You need a map. Um, I. <laughs> I think, like, hello, Jake. <laughs> I'll take your map if you have one. I don't know if I'll follow it, but listen to the song and then pull up the lyrics. Words will take you places. Something, something, it's, sing myself on. a crooked melody. Uh, something. Prove <sighs> me why I'm wrong. This is. I feel like it's uh, it's he almost heavier for holding absence instrumentally yeah it is maybe maybe they're going off the vibe of that alpha little split ep that's one like oh dude i i forgot when i heard this i was like this is strange i don't really like if i i don't know if i like holding abs and sounding like this it's almost like a blend of um afterlife and coffin mm. if, I really had to get, if i had to like put a blend well, and like I said, those are my other two favorite Holding Absence songs. So oh. <laughs> you put them together, you give me this one. It's like, oh, <laughs> you know, like, give me more. This, yeah, this cool. was my song of the year before I heard Reasons. So <laughs> to me, you know what this is? This is Holding Absence Gone Dayseeker. Mm. I get a very or specifically maybe um, Dark Sun because that, Actually, that synth. Yeah, uh, the synth. I was about to say. Yeah. yeah it feels like if, if you if. You put Rory Rodriguez on this song, it would work perfectly as a Dayseeker song, I think. It would. And yeah. so that's sort of, I mean, Holding Absence's kind of vibe or motif is incredible as it is, but when you combine it with something that leans more into something like a Dayseeker, forget about it. I, I think you're right, Jacob. This is a little different, and I think it's maybe a bit more personal. Like, I feel like a, a lot of their other songs, at least off of The Greatest Mistake of My Life, were very, like, deep and introspective, but they were about, like, I don't want to say general topics, but maybe outside events and less introspective, whereas this right. feels more like Lucas just writing. I mean, I'm assuming he's writing. I um, I feel the first it. album kind of is more like that, though. Mm, mm -hmm. I don't know. No, I agree. I mean, I haven't listened to it in forever. But I, I yeah, I, haven't, I don't listen to much of that album other than like Wilt. So mm. I should it's, move on. Yeah, yeah. But God, if we anyway. if, if we ever need like an early episode title, I really like. Do you do you need a map? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this that's. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm the map. I'm the map. <laughs> <laughs> the genius page marching towards Jake. <laughs> if we're going with the map analogy uh i would instead of following the map to find the correct location of being able to enjoy this song i would find the nearest ocean and uh drown <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Derek would want to do to you after the reliability. I, I gotta say, man, I I saw this transition was like coming, but I still couldn't believe it when I heard it. Like, as it was progressing, I'm like, surely not, right? Like we're not gonna go here. No, we went there. No. Derek Divine have released their new song, Drown. Drown again, the worst of us. I heard this shit early. They played it on uh, tour with Until I Wake and Catch Your Breath. And this shit was really good live. I was very excited to hear it uh, come out. Uh, to hear it through my headphones and all that. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, sure. The guitars sound super crisp. Um, you get a bleh in the breakdown that sounded nasty live just as well. Um, Love a good bleh. Yep. This is just like solid this is really solid dark divine they released their i don't know if it's like an ep or an album last year i think it's an ep uh, Halloween Halloween Town. Town. Yeah. yeah that's an ep um i didn't love it but i enjoyed it for the most part there was a couple standout songs a couple of songs that didn't really blend together this song feels like it has its own identity to me and i'm hoping that they can continue with that with the further singles uh that they are going to be dropping later this year hopefully um, I believe they have their debut album in the works. Don't quote me on that, but uh, definitely an up and coming band to be paying attention to. Uh, they put on a fantastic live show as well. So, unfortunately, I'm not sold on this. I adore the chorus, but the heavier vocals just aren't doing it for me. Oh, I'm the opposite. I don't like the cleans. And I'm right I'm in the middle. Of, I enjoy the, both. Uh, I'm in the middle, but. I'm not like high on both. You know what I mean? Like I'm like Jesus I'm like, Christ. I'm, like we are I'm the two tears for down from Jay. Yeah, man. We look. There has been some disconnect tonight, folks. Uh, us I... four on this song. Jake with reality. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That would be a perfect time to mention disappoint me, and that's Jake right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, Jake. You know what? I, I, I will say, I will credit this band. Um, I've heard a couple things and from the band from the last EP, and it was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, I, it's good to know that, like, a band can instill, like, different emotions and, like, how their sound sounds uh, mm. between, you know, just the four of us. You know, there's no telling how many people are enjoying this. Like, they, they have, like, fucking... Um, 118,000 monthly listeners. Really? Before a debut album. I thought that it, they were honestly a lot less. They I thought it was I thought it was below 100,000. Yeah, exactly. Well, shit good for them, man. Yeah. No, this is, I I feel like they're another one of those bands that I can always count on that even if maybe I don't love everything or everything's not for me, I'm not going to hear a bad song from you know yeah mm-hmm. that, that's how i feel about debut p like i don't love every song on there but i can listen to all seven songs on it and be like yeah i enjoyed that there wasn't a song on there i didn't enjoy you know you know i think overall looking at this list i think this might be the strongest month of singles we have ever had really bold claim i i thought this is the weakest one this year really yes oh man i think see here's the thing take. I... Well, January had Sweet Tonka, so... <laughs> well, yeah, he's biased. I'm, yeah. I mean, this one does too. 
<laughs> I'm ignoring him. <laughs> Man, I, I had to be eaten with singles of this month because I didn't like get around to or like really get into any album. No, I don't, I, I, I don't think this is the worst, actually. February is pretty bad. I think February has the strongest singles of this year. So far. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, next song. We're not talking about it. All, all, all I'm saying, wait, let me, let me, let me say, I, I want to say this really quickly, that out of, what, the 28 singles, I think I have 20 saved, and five of my top 10 songs of the year are here. So, you know. That's I got how I feel I about be, February, so, you know. And then he didn't leave no, February was the weakest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Justin, take us on this next one. We got a debut band, debut single. It's a band called Spirit Leaves with their song Killjoy. Sorry, I was already like playing this and listening to it, and I forgot that we weren't on it. So when you told Justin to take the next one, I thought you were giving him Vela Maya, and I was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is happening?" <laughs> uh, this is really fucking good for a debut. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, this is incredible for a debut. We um normally when we talk about debuts, there's always like that. You kind of notice that there's mm-hmm. some sort of like beginning production hurdle that. Yeah. most debut artists are kind of facing this band sounds crisp right out of the gate um they've apparently been working on it for about a year before the single actually dropped well the yeah. time was well spent because this is this is a great yeah. song it's really good and it shows um, a lot of promise for what they could do in the future i don't know whether they have an ep cooking or just singles or maybe even an album but definitely a smaller band uh up and coming to keep your eyes on I really um, love that you can hear the bass in this. Like the fact that the bass line is distinct, I love when bands do that. Don't don't muddle the bass. This I think they do a great job at time. The evaluator does a great job of it. You know, I I really enjoyed this. I didn't expect this to be you. Once I like narrowed it down because I had it like with it so I couldn't see who put it in here, and I honestly expected this maybe to be more like a, a Jacob. Thing. It gave me those uh, vibes. I don't know why. Jake sent this to uh, the yeah. This Discord. was a uh, this oh, was so a I was YouTube... completely wrong. <laughs> this is a uh, YouTube recommended no. feed. Uh, no, Derek, you actually band... added this song. Don't you remember? Oh fuck! No. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, the the rare time that YouTube recommended stays winning. Yeah, man. Every once in a while, they do. It's not yeah. often, but yeah. For every yeah. like. 10 or so or maybe even more mediocre bands eventually youtube recommend will feed you a band like spirit leaves and it will all be worth it you need to multiply that by like several 50 or so for every <laughs> every band on spirit untra space untraveled i this remember I... oh <laughs> never mind i got we'll talk about it another day <laughs> i mean i was gonna say I, a top i've heard a top five worst song of all time on space on travel right. i i it sticks with me to this day i'm gonna post it in chat so we can look at it later if you want to it's fucking horrible anyway when oh wait i'm next the song is i do i do it's <laughs> anyway uh speaking of songs that suck this next one doesn't suck uh <laughs> veil of maya have dropped their newest single mother part four 
Which I think is the last one before the album. I'm not positive. The album's um, like week, right? I think. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And it's probably the last one. Dude. Yeah, I think this is the best single. It is, easily. It is the only one that's really caught my attention. The other ones are way too Vela Maya y. Like, it's too genty. It gents too hard. Man, I, I wish I... it had more like Visser or Outsider. Mm, exactly. As an outsider, I like this. Uh huh. What the fuck? Uh, I like the start. I I liked the first half until it got Vam Velmaya E. Okay, <laughs> that's a, that that that's the 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 whatever. I don't know. I, I can't English. Yeah, you need yeah. a map, Jake. Get the map. Come on. Exactly. No, I need a map dictionary. dictionary. I need a dictionary, not a map. <laughs> <laughs> Taking this guy to school. So. What I'm hearing is Justin likes the first 45 seconds. Yes. There's <laughs> <laughs> just synth. I don't you see know, a problem with that. Man, you know what? I didn't... <laughs> I'm in my EDM era. Justin's in his gent era. You know, it's all coming together. Unprocessed was the gateway. It's yeah. all coming together. A lot can happen in 45 seconds. Man, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd say that's even a pretty long time for things <laughs> to happen. I, I would be <laughs> even more... <laughs> <laughs> um what's that I, Laura Shore song that I like the opening instrumental to? This is Justin's version of that. Oh yeah. Probably. Jake, Jake likes the... Lauren Ashore. No. No, no. Jake no. and his death. I, I like I like uh the opening instrumental to that one six minute song that has no vocals for the first minute. <laughs> Which one? Is that? Dude, that's like fucking all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just named every Lorna Shore song. Don't ask me my name and I never went back to it after the second time. Eddie, Eddie is reeling in the chat. <laughs> just to understand what's going on, bro. <laughs> Man, I, you know what I like most about this Villa Maya song? Is you know how like, a, a self-titled album is supposed to be like a kind of definition of like what a band can do? Hard they could have just named... <laughs> yeah. They could have just named this song Veil of Maya, I think. Ooh. Because it's got the cleans, it's got the uncleans, it's got synth. It's got breakdowns. It's got genty riffs. It's got genty riff downs. It's it, it's everything Vale of Maya does best in one song, and it feels a little weird and disjointed at times. But somehow it kind of doubles back into being cohesive with how disjointed it is. It's strange, but it, it never feels like it's five minute runtime. I feel like when I listen to it, and I cannot believe I haven't seen this band live. Oh man, I will say. As a medium Veil of Maya fan, as a Mika, every Mikasa song, fan. yeah, every <laughs> every as a, yeah, as a fan of Mikasa and <laughs> the three singles that dropped before this album for the album that got scrapped and then made into this one. That's all. every song live bangs, and they all sound the same. Uh, <laughs> you could have told until me until you hear "I'll Lie in the Stones." Yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> man. Look. If you if you played that set for me, I would think that it was like that one twenty one minute periphery song, and then they played Mikasa, and then got off stage. But they are really good live. I gotta say, he sounds phenomenal. So I'm glad I got a single that I can enjoy off of the upcoming Valentine album because it's been so I feel like longly anticipated. 
considering they wrote and pretty much finished another album before this and then threw it away. Uh, so hopefully the rest of this album will be better than the singles because mm. I'm not really feeling the other singles all that much. I agree. We got a Justin band or two coming up. We got a few on the playlist. We're going to start off with new band, new artist for the uh, podcast. Just one guy. Uh, it is Young Sid with his song Lawless. Spend my secrets How are we feeling about this? Am I the only one who thought this was a Nickelback song? You thought this was Nickelback? <laughs> Weird. Sounds like it. After... I, there's something about his vocal inflection that does bring me back to like the early 2000s. Yeah. It's like okay, yeah. kind of grungy. I, I don't know if I Yeah, it's like a grungy it. style. I like his more queen vocal delivery than the grungy vocal delivery, and that's kind of where I'm sitting. Mm. That's kind of where I'm at. I would say this is like the his vocal style is most grungy in this song. Um, he's released a couple of singles earlier this year that I didn't get a chance to add just because we were stacked for like what we had to talk about. Um, he had a Paul Bartolome uh, single with a Paul Bartolome's feature uh, that was doing pretty well. He had an album, I think, last year or at one point um, that I really enjoyed. Um, I just found it too late to like add it to anything, mm. um, but it was pretty good, and this stacks up to it. Um, a lot of that album uh, didn't have a lot of that grungy style, so I think it's probably going to be more up kind of a general lobby's alley. Um, but honestly, no, this this guy for being one person is really talented. I can't disagree with any of what you said. I just stylistically, I don't think it's fully for me. Reasonable. I honestly like this quite a bit. I, I oh. it didn't quite reach that threshold because I remember you tagging me about it, and I listened to it. And I was kind of okay on it. It's grown on me as I've listened to it, but I, it's not quite past that threshold yet where I'm saving it. But I think that if it's trending in this general direction from him that i will get one eventually because you've sent a couple and i've listened to a couple and it feels like they keep getting better <laughs> with every mm -hmm. listen so right hopefully next couple of singles by the end of this year that's you know people have like new year's resolutions my 2023 resolution is to have one young sid song in my playlist by the time the I year will is finished. make it happen perfect otherwise no he's he's a cool guy like i've messed him a couple times he's from the uk and he does a mm. lot of a lot of like really good work so um but let's get a move on because we've got a lot to talk about we've got it comes in waves back again with another song off the um upcoming album i guess uh the identity collection this is uh glass house It comes Not in waves. Man. But it's good. They do instrumentals fucking well. They, oh my goodness, yeah. Unbelievably well. I, I knew, like, I, I came to that conclusion when they dropped the first single for this, pro, for this upcoming project. Um, 
this is a confession, but man, it just continues. They do such a good job. This one wasn't sticking with me for some reason. I don't know why. I will say that this is the first time that their unqueen vocals have really worked for me. The other singles that I haven't saved into my playlist are all ones that are like more lean into their harsher vocals. Um, I forget, was it like Betrayal? Is that the name? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there was Betrayal, um, Burn was another one. Um, yeah, but like yeah. the songs that lean more into the Queen vocals, like This Is a Confession, and especially Not Too Late, I've really enjoyed more. Uh, not to say that Glass House is bad by any means, um, but it wasn't the most memorable song for me. It, it didn't get stuck in my head the way some of their other singles have. So I will leave you guys with the four for the rest of this now. No, I was going to say, this is like, I would say in the top three of uh, In Comes and Ways, I still think This Is a Confession uh, is their best song that they've put out. But I think this and then Not Too Late I would say are like really close behind it. But uh I want to re- shout out Oh sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say put a release date out cowards you can go ahead. Oh yeah, they need to because I feel like all the singles have been really good and I I want to give a special shout out to these singles album arts cuz I feel like they're 4 for 4 at this point and they're really really cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they're AI generated or what, but whoever their graphic like designer is they've got doing this they they need a raise because <laughs> really these have all been fantastic i think if i if i had seen not too late whatever it's called like before we did the awards show well i couldn't have i guess it came out december 30th uh yeah. but it would have been like at, at least like- a runner-up for album of the year i love I feel like if any of them team. you would put um safe haven because that's the one with the the wings mm-hmm. yeah man they have just the best single art of all time it's really good except for don't call which is just them standing together I, yeah i have no idea if that's, <laughs> i have no idea if that's part of the album I, Who knows? I would i would maybe assume not i don't know actually i would assume not i think it's just kind of a one-off thing I don't did they even cover, remember. I'm sorry. I'm scrolling through their discography. Did they cover We Are Number One? Yes. Is that what this is? Wow. <laughs> oh, they have a Kellen Quinn feature. Of course they do. You know, yeah. speaking of bands that I think would cover We Are Number One, and is okay, <laughs> have released Human. <laughs> Bro, Wusky, Wusky, somewhere like crying and punching the air right now. Like, I honestly could see this band doing it. They could, they could. I feel like they would tie it in to some sort of social issue in a really tacky way, though. You know, I actually like the sound. Yeah, I know, I know Jake really was good. gonna. Re- I thought Jake was gonna remove it, and then I heard it I was... this morning. I was like, "Wait a minute, you should remove this." <laughs> of all the songs that I added for the singles this month, this was going to be the one to go if I had to remove any. However, breakdown. Holy fuck! Breakdown. That is all. good. That really is. Th- all. This is this is an early breakdown of the year contender. 
It's it's in the conversation at the very least. It reminds me of the uh, breakdown from Pulling Teeth by Of Mice and Men that just keeps on getting fucking slower for mm. whatever fucking reason, and it's just stupid, chonky, and heavy. And it didn't have to, but it is. Um, especially the second part of this breakdown is just filthy, disgusting. I, any sort of disgusting word you could use to describe a breakdown is applicable for this song. Uh, but then I also really like how this song fades out after it, where you get the uh, slow delivery of the chorus with a piano backing tone as like a very somber way to end the song. You get this like explosion of a breakdown and then like the aftermath of the explosion is just like the silence. It And I I really like that dichotomy of how this song ends. Otherwise, this is just another solid and is okay song. I love his clean vocals as per usual and the harsh vocals are doing it for me as well so i think the cleans are stopping me from getting into this band i don't know why i think for me it's the lyricism oh that is bad too yeah <laughs> their lyricism isn't always the best but it for whatever reason this band's lyricism it either i don't care for it and therefore i'm still able to enjoy the song or sometimes I actually think there's like a one or two lines that are good enough to make me like care. I don't know. I'm not off put by this band's lyricism like ever really. Other than the disappointment that was Bonfire of the Millennials. Which had so much <laughs> I forgot about that. I repressed that song out of my head. <laughs> yeah. That's, me that too, song honestly. name still had I still I still stand by that song having so much potential in it, just not. You know sure. what? They're they're bringing awareness to important issues in their own special way, and good for them. You know, it'd be cool if they did like a song in German, because they're German, I could, right? I would yeah, be down yeah. for that. I would be too. Maybe then I could get into it, because I hmm. wouldn't be able to understand what they're saying. <laughs> it's like we brought the bread with butter. Yeah, exactly. Except, except totally serious. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that split EP. We must have bread with butter and Anna's okay. <laughs> They're talking about important social issues and then suddenly, bam, breakdown about scooters. <laughs> we have a very special next song. Woe is me are back after i think 11 years a hundred their... years yeah a hundred years <laughs> three thousand with... years <laughs> <laughs> are back with this their so new sick. single <laughs> fuck ghost <laughs> ghost the song is called ghost for anybody it's called ghost it. it's called ghost i'm trying to say their newest single woe is me <laughs> Hey guys, why is this so good? Because it's woe is me, and they're they're pulling at the fucking 2010 era heartstrings. Oh, I have never Dude. listened to any of this band's material ever before. Derek posted this in the chat. I gave it a listen. I didn't. I got like halfway through a song, and I'm like, "Yep, that one's going into the playlist." God damn, this is good. Hell yeah! Hell yeah, Jacob. 
It's okay. It's fine. No, no. Yes, he not said allowed. it. Oh, he said the thing. It's fine. Oh, oh no. God. No, no. Oh, I thought for sure this could be the one. Oh man. It's it's fine. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you back. The most with that disappointed I've been. Are you yeah, kidding man. me? There's no <laughs> way you say that about that song. <laughs> I'm mostly joking. <laughs> I yeah, dude, this is just I, I. So for context, for those at home who may not know about "Woe Is Me," this was originally uh, Tyler Carter and Michael Bone who formed the uh, whatever it's called, the core part of Issues um, afterwards, and they dropped. Uh, I think it was Delinquents. I'm not entirely positive. Let me double check in 2000 or his numbers in 2010. Phenomenal album. I mean, like in, in the crab core era, they were really ahead of their time. And then they, Tyler Carter left and they replaced him with uh, Hans Allgood. And then they dropped Genesis in 2012 and then disbanded because Michael Bond had left the band and it was just over. And then issues dropped a, uh, what was me diss track and put the nail on the coffin. Uh, Ghost is back with everybody from 2012 plus Michael Bone again, doing both cleans and uncleans. And I forgot how fucking good at singing Hans Hallgood was because this chorus is unreal. It's huge. Really good. Dude, I, I did not put enough respect on him when Genesis dropped. I, you know what? Well, not that I was listening to it then, but you know, I heard it for the first time. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. I don't know if he's if I was just missing something back in or if he is uh, just done a bunch of vocal training or what, but like, Oh my goodness. Everything about this, the verses in contrast with the chorus, I feel like make the chorus so much bigger, the breakdown, it's kind of short, but it's great. It doesn't overstay. It's welcome. The song's a little generic, but considering the fact that it's what was me in 2023, I don't even care. Like, <laughs> and everybody in this band is just so fucking talented that it, makes up for all of it i think this is like the perfect modernization of like that 2010 kind of late 2010 era sound oh absolutely i need i, more. I need yeah, an album. I, I think i think that if i uh whatever it's called if you would have told me like a year ago be like hey what was me or back with uh michael bond and they're on track to drop album of the year for the next year I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Let's get you back to bed, Grandma. But like this, they're, they've done it. Woe is me, 11 years later, are now in contention for album of the year. So hopefully the rest of the material is as strong as this. I believe there is an album in the works. I think they wanted to get this out to just be like, hey, we're back type of thing. Um, and I think we can expect an album by the end of the year, maybe 2024, early 2024. So. Whenever it drops, serious I'm in the year contender because oh, yeah. oof, so good. Uh, a song in my top ten songs of the year currently. Uh, also in my top ten songs of the year currently is the new single from Stryer, uh, featuring Concrete Castles called Stronger. <laughs> This one's a banger, boys. 
This one is a bad Yep. Yup. Jacob with the good takes. Wait, 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 wait. Justin. They won't last Hi, long. it's me. What's up? What do you think about this? I mean, it's good. Let's it's go. Also, it's not something it. that I would put on repeat a lot, but it's good. In contrast, I put it on repeat 50 times the night it dropped. <laughs> um, we got why? like stormtrooper lasers in the back at the end. Yeah. I, I wanted to kind of... It's not even my favorite part of the song, but the drops, the timing on the way that... like where it gives space in between the beats. It feels so strange, but I like it. It's, it's weird. I haven't really heard anybody else do that ever. <laughs> Why is this an unstoppable duo? Because they're I mean, stronger. I think, really, I think really it's just concrete castles are incapable of missing. Yeah. I think actually that is a very you, good take. You you put Concrete oh. Castle's name on anything, and it's probably I mean, it is going to sound good. Yo. Mind blowing idea right now. Yeah. Imagine a tour with Bad Omens headline and Concrete Castle's opening. Banger. Ooh. Concrete. Banger. <laughs> you didn't even you didn't even have to tell me support and I'd go. The fact that we got Concrete Castles on it, who else? All right, hold on. We're diverting for a second. Who else is on that tour? Say we got two more opener slots. Who do we got? Uh, Era and I see stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, yeah. All right. Perfect. Just throw concrete castle on the tour. I was gonna say spirit. I think we throw a spirit box sleep token on that and just call it a day. Oh, we call Tell it the overrated the- tour. Oh. <laughs> here's what Our, I'm at. No, no, actually, here, here, no. Here's what like what the I'm TikTok thinking. tour. That's the TikTok tour. <laughs> what it I'm really thinking is Bad Omens against the current co-headliner with Ooh. Concrete Castles and some other band is like support. Future like you Palace. You get a pop rock. Yeah, fuck it, Future Palace. <laughs> I don't think it would happen, but. <laughs> Man, I, I think this feature, my favorite line or like part of any of it is um the first i need you to be stronger stronger than me when that first stronger she goes up into kind of a falsetto type thing it's so pretty it's oh i think this song is perfect i i have no great edm is like three of my top five songs of the year right now and wouldn't have expected that but oh boy just keeps banger banger after banger a lot of the this... EDM metal crossover songs have, like, I've been put off by the EDM drops that lean more into, like, that dubstep kind of mm-hmm. sound. This one kind of leans into it, and I don't mind it. It's just mellow enough for me to be like, I fuck with this, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think it helps that her vocals are so present throughout the entire song, yeah. even that yeah. they're low during the drops and kind of repurposed and put in between sections of the drops, like. I, I will give it to your reasons. Definitely sounds maybe like 50-50 at most with vocals and the EDM. This definitely feels much more integrated in a more accessible way. And it's also just that Audra has covered so many songs with First to Eleven that like you can throw her voice onto seemingly any genre oh, yeah. and it's going to work. So Easily, I would say one of the most talented and also underrated vocalists in the scene. Yeah, because I feel like Honestly. what what are Concrete Castles at, man? Mo- the I monthly like listeners not, uh, are not there. Seventy eight thousand. Yeah, like what the fuck? Like this? Wait, what? That should be at least like three hundred thousand. Like, I hate wait, the fucking scene, man. Wait, man. why is it? Why is it that low? What the hell? Right, dude. 
That's I feel like it was saying. higher than that when their album came out. It was like a hundred and fifty thousand, I think. Wow, Dude. people are sleeping. It's because they didn't see the acoustic set that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that the first two eleven YouTube channel can have over a million subscribers and Concrete Castles can't break a hundred thousand on Spotify is criminal. Do people? That shit does not make sense. People are lacking in taste. Is yeah. what it has to be because, like, why? Why would you not pay it to seventy-eight thousand? I oh, that makes me mad. Stop what you're doing and go listen to Concrete Castles. No, everybody. If you are, if you are convinced, <laughs> this is not the last time they're appearing in this episode. No, no, you will have a chance to redemption if you didn't already plan to put it on. Guys, All I right, have a question you. for you. I got a question yep. for you. Yep. Yep. Do you wish that you loved me? I already do. Oh, hell yeah. Sleep Token have released their... I'm going to assume their final single. Um, do you wish that you loved me? My reflection just won't smile back at me like I know it should. I as, love soon, as soon as I heard the transition, <laughs> as soon as I heard the transition about sweep token, I went to sleep. Oops! It looks like I'm sweep talking. Oh! 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 oh. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That's what I think about this song. <laughs> Sorry, guys. This is my it's song like of the month. Muted if anybody's, so su anybody's surprised, this is my song of the month. Also, Derek muted himself because he's laughing. He's losing his mind. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, um, you sounded like Vessel was under the desk with you, bro. What is oh, that? God. Oh, what the <laughs> What the hell? Hey, man. <laughs> Mask on or off? Stop! 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 <laughs> you you know what? <laughs> no, Jake, mind. save us! Never mind. Hey, I'm look, sweet right look, now. Look, look, yeah, Jake's lucky to be only for this. Uh, like this is the one song that isn't horny on the album that we've heard so far. <laughs> we managed. We managed. <laughs> uh, you know. This sounds like 2016 to 2018 era, the 1975, which is a very good thing. And I was definitely like mostly joking earlier when I was going to tell you that this is fine because I think that this is a great demonstration that sleep talk, sleep talking, damn it, Jake, that sleep token could be very do easily anything. mainstream if they wanted to be. They yeah. can do and anything. Absolutely. Except anything. screen. I mean, special cancel. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> if you take more off of this list, they can do anything. All right, like it's it's good. But no, I I do. I I don't. I'm. I have no fucking clue what this album's going to sound like. None. I think at this point, and which is weird because all the singles you can definitely tell that they're sleep token songs, but none of them really sound like each other. So I know what the album's going to sound I, like. But at the same time, I have no idea. I feel like the title track, which is eight minutes. Is gonna be like a in like a summoning on steroids. <laughs> That's what I feel like. It has to be, man. <laughs> oh, 
goodness. Anyways, I want to go into like lyrics of this song briefly. Oh, I yeah. think this song is not him talking to somebody else. I think it's him talking to himself in a mirror. Wishing he loved that himself. Is, that is... Hmm. You know what? I think you're right. It's, yeah, like, like a self, right, I think you're self-reflection. Right. Yeah. Especially... I think he even mentions a mirror in one line. Let's see. You love me. Sleep token. I'll find it. You keep going. Oh, it's my reflection. Just won't smile back at me. That's what it is. Mm. I love the smile back at the end and the uh, at me. Oh, my God. <laughs> my favorite part of the song. It is. And in the in the third verse, it's getting harder to be myself. So I think you're spot on. I hadn't listened to this enough to catch on to that, which is criminal because I, I listened like to this good. too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you and uh, Eddie have been uh, going back and forth with some insane numbers on this. Yep. All right. Spirit Box have released the new single titled The Void. This is a banger. This I love it. This is a banger. This is the best Spirit Box song. <laughs> this song is trash. Dude, Damn fuck it. you! <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> oh hell no! It's just so boring. Oh, oh whatever, oh. man. It is so boring. This man listens to sleep talk while I'm sleeping, and he calls it some boring. Man, dude. Okay, so so what what bores you about this? Is it just like the vibe? Does it feel like overdone? Like, like what's what what isn't clicking for you? Uh, literally everything. I feel like like lyrics oh. don't do anything for me. I don't know. It's just, you're I don't telling know. me it's that the line of "Where do my fears go when they die?" ain't telling, ain't making you feel anything. No, not at all. And honestly, I am. I could not be. I I honestly think Spirit Box is so overrated, and they have one chance, and that is tomorrow night, to change my mind. Oh, I'm uh. Jacob, I'm anything feeling... else you want to say before us three can talk? The Spirit Box is overrated. All right, uh, so Whoa. let's talk about how fucking melodic and anthemic the chorus in this song is. It's beautiful. Be- it's just beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I love how the final chorus like slows it down even further. Well, you get very up-tempo drums on the chorus uh, and just throughout the song in general, but you slow it down, make it even more melodic at the very end and makes those vocal inflections, the just dragged out vocals just hit that much harder. Um, As I mentioned that line in the second verse of where do my fears all go when they die? I love that line. Um, Courtney's voice sounds angelic. I love the instrumental riff down type of thing where there really aren't any harsh vocals in this song, but I don't think this song needs any. Courtney's clean vocals just sound amazing as is. And I, I'm i not going, I'm not one of those types of people that only enjoy Spirit Box when they are heavy, heavy. Um, 
So yeah, th this song is fantastic. I spent a lot of time with it this month. I don't know if I'm necessarily with Justin all the way on this being the best Spirit Box song, but I would say that my initial impression is that it's probably top five. I don't know where it would rank in my list, but I'd say it's better than uh, Rotoscope and Sell Me Up from last year. Oh, well, I don't know. Mm. Mm. I mean, it's either this or Circle With Me. I'm a... Yeah, Circle With Me, number one, personally. Uh, this The Void is, like, somewhere. It's, like, I don't know if it's exactly top five, but it's up there. Dude, I, I, I will agree with Jacob that I feel like I don't find a lot necessarily to connect with in this song because it's it's almost like old silent planet where not necessarily that same level of complexity but you can sit there and appreciate the lyrics and not connect to them or how i feel about maybe an idola that i think their lyrics are really creative i i think that this is a phenomenally written song and it reminds me a lot of somewhere between the vocal melodies of eternal blue and the pacing of secret garden mm. Mm, yeah it's i would agree with that i don't know this song even if i don't feel like a connection to it in the same way that i did eternal blue it's definitely just pretty this is just a pretty song like i oh i i i this song makes me think about like a meadow and like wind is blowing and there's just this really I don't know if there's a creak. word for if there's like a synonym for like aesthetically pleasing but for your ears but that's what this song is right yeah yeah it's it's beautiful funny that you say it reminds you of like meadows and stuff when the name of the song is the void like the literal opposite of what like a beautiful meadow would be <laughs> yeah right <laughs> so the song should not be gay. but you know what? it's because i don't connect with the lyrics i'm just feeling the vibe and the vibe is the meadow I'll report back next month after tomorrow. But as it stands right now, Spirit Box overrated. Mm. Let me tell you about the superior female-fronted metalcore band. He has <laughs> a point. Future Palace have released their new single, Malfast. I hope I pronounced that right. Close enough, yeah. Malfus, Malfast, I don't know, whatever. Uh, so, some lore for you. Uh, mm. A Malfus is uh, basically the second in command to Satan in, like, demon lore oh. or whatever. Oh. Uh, let me pull up the exact wording <laughs> of... Uh, in demonology, Malfus is a demon who first appears in something, something, something... Um, Describe him as a mighty president of hell with 40 legions of demons under his command and his second in command under Satan. Yeah, okay. I love it specifically um, as 40, like they know. Yeah. Um, I'm the, I don't know too much about that demonology shit, but I was like, what the hell is a Malfus? And uh, I was, you know, just like waiting in the premiere chat for this song to premiere on YouTube a day early uh, because I was curious. Uh, and then I'm like, oh shit, this band is pissed off, huh? And they are. They're mad. Uh, the breakdown of this song is probably the heaviest that they have ever been. Maybe. And it slaps. Future pals just don't miss. 
That chorus is really fucking good. Yeah. Um, I also love the lyricism of this song. Uh, the first verse, you get hands are wrapping around my neck. Again, a really tight grip. I can't fight back. And then in the chorus, it says, like, oh, my God, I'm possessed by a Malthus, um, which is, like, very... It, I like how the lyrics tie together and all that. Um, I feel like a lot of people, like, on social media, I've seen a lot of people going crazy for, like, Maria's delivery on decay in the breakdown, which, like, you can bear. I can barely even hear the word decay. It's, like, the first yeah, thing she says right. in the breakdown. I can't hear it. I don't feel like it's that crazy like yeah it's impressive but i feel people are like holy shit type of reaction when they hear that and to me it's just like damn this is a sick ass breakdown um i love the delivery on like the may 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 um as it just gets like harsher and harsher as the instrument you get blast beats in the breakdown song is sick maria's queen vocals in the chorus are massive as usual future palace are one of the best female front of metalcore bands in the business right now i'm I love this breakdown. I'm, see, I'm the opposite. My jaw dropped when she made that. What I thought, I didn't even know it was a lyric. I thought it was just a noise in the breakdown. Holy fuck. Like, this is sick. This is probably one of, if not my favorite breakdown this year. Something about the rest of the song isn't doing anything for me. I think that, like, overall, this might be my least favorite Future Palace song. Damn. That feels weird, right? Like, yeah. That's wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad take, Derek. I'm so sorry. Something, man, okay, I, I, yo, I do not want to hear about bad takes from either of <laughs> you, all right? It's my turn. It's my turn to have the bad take. It's your man, turn like, to get bullied. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I don't know. Something about it. Maybe I just don't like German people. Is that <laughs> it? You like, don't you like Electric Cowboy? Eh? Uh, not really what about we butter the bread with butter maybe i do like i do like we butter the bread with butter i used to like breathe atlantis before the divorce of them and good music uh divorce dude look i i don't know i think it's something about the inflection of like the or the german accent on the queens I feel like it just doesn't translate well a lot of the time, at least for me, like for my personal taste. I don't know. I've never had a problem with it with this band. And suddenly this time it was like the cleans were doing it for me and is okay. wasn't doing it for me. I also want to say that human by Anna's okay. This song and evoke or sorry, the next song we're going to be talking about all have the animals riff in them. This does have the animals riff. This one has it. Human has it. Yeah. The next one has it around the one minute, 10 second mark. Very much has an animals-esque riff. And no, I mean, I animals does it better than any of them. Yeah. Obviously. But architects are kind of trendsetters, I guess. Um... <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> yeah. <Please> God, no. <laughs> but I do think that it's funny that they had their that riff that everybody stole in, from 2016, and then now they've created another one, and three years later, everybody's taking it again. <laughs> Don't care, song slaps. Good breakdown. Anyway, uh, speaking of Germany, Our Promise have dropped their brand new song, Evoke. I did not know Our Promise was German. Yeah. Today I learned. Wait, they are? Yeah, they are. Dude, Does that mean all mean... three German bands took the, the animals riff? Yep. Yeah. 
<laughs> this, this is actually not this the last not German too... band. This is actually not the last German band. Of the this episode. is There's it? one more. No, what there's one the more. Fuck? One of the albums. Uh, oh. uh dude, why did I think this band was from um um Ireland? I thought this oh, band what? was just American. No, band is very dude. much German. I'm 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 lost as a bitch. Oh, well, this wasn't too German for me. So I, I like this a lot. Our promise, I was waiting for uh, uh, whatever it's called, uh, the band to kind of put out something that could wow me. And they finally did it. I really like this a lot. Oh, yeah. This is solid. I don't think this is their best song, but this is another just solid metalcore song from Our Promise. They have yet to disappoint me. And even though this song isn't as memorable as Panic Waves or some of their older material with their old vocalist, I I don't have anything to complain about when I listen to it. You get sick riffs, great vocals. I mean, his queens in the chorus sound absolutely massive. Um, and you know, another solid ass breakdown. Just German metalcore, baby. Shout out German metalcore, but also not shout out German metalcore. Probably the biggest love-hate relationship I have with any music <laughs> at, at all. In Germany, got beef. Shame. Justin, did you have any thoughts on this one? Nah, I didn't get to it. Darn. Because I know you're like close to liking this band, so I'm hoping that one day it happens. I, I think at this point, I'm like, I'm liking their features more than their actual stuff. And it's unfortunate. But it is, but it is. I don't know if you want to show it out. Let's just move on. Justin, take it away. Cool. Another new we, band. We got another new band. That's what I'm here for, bringing out the cool, weird shit. Uh, we got Rise Up Lights with their song, You Know Who You Are. band is a little uh pop punk uh band from i believe florida um not germany not germany no. <laughs> um they had another single come out earlier this year called felicity that i wanted to throw in but again uh because we had to catch up i couldn't um both singles this year have been really good for like pop punk kind of style with also kind of blending like harsher vocals especially having like a breakdown toward the end I think I like Felicity a little bit more, but this has like a really good, well-balanced instrumentation to it. I feel very similar about this song as I did Felicity. It very mm -hmm. much just, it's fine. I'm going to wait for something to really wow me before I'm fully committed to this band. This slaps. Yeah. This is incredible. I have no notes. I, I literally, I just sat here and I'm like, damn, I have experienced something fantastic. You should uh, give Felicity a try when you get the chance. This, this is good, not great. I'll take it. He'll take it solid six. Look, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a like a a one, one and a half out of three. I think that's fine. Oh, um, this is this is it. This is the one. I this was probably ooh no. This out of all the ones that like everybody else added to the playlist this was my second no third favorite number one may surprise you i'm clickbaiting you for later yeah nice to you um 
I don't honestly have much more to talk about. I I feel bad because it's like a debut artist uh, for our podcast. But it's if they have of... an EP or something coming out later this year, I'm very interested to hear it though. I have no idea if they that. do. Um, they dropped an EP back in 2021, so maybe an EP. Um, could very well be an album, but we'll we'll see. Um, I don't have too much more to add just because it's kind of standard pop punk. Otherwise, but it's good. It sounds good. It's really well produced. Uh, what's also really well produced is a fucking new a foreign affair song called Rear View. I'm happy to report, Justin, you got me with this one. Yo, let's you got go. me with this one. You got me too. Let's go, Jacob. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say Jacob, it. Jacob, you're better off staying silent. You're better off staying silent. Uh, this one's okay as well. All right. I'll take an okay. Not a, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, okay. Yeah. Back <laughs> on my hit list. <laughs> Opening this song with uh want to keep my eyes off the rear view because I'm a sucker for the past and all the shit I put myself through. Oh, that shit hits. See, I know this I'm... song like very much leans into that idea of like a broken relationship and like wishing it was back together almost. But I also feel like you can interpret this song in like an introspective way of like trying to forget about it, trying to forget about it, but also like there like a time where that you think back on negatively, but in the moment you really enjoyed it type of thing where it's like, I wish I could look back on this positively, but I can't. Mm -hmm. and that is very applicable to a certain year for me so yeah that particularly stuck out to me and then i also just really enjoyed the chorus as well his vocals are great um honestly i I feel like this song just like took all of the potential of the other songs that you've put on the podcast and it all came together on this one for me so i'm I'm still very excited for i don't know if they got an album or an ep cooking Dude, they have to at this point. I think this is like fifth single. Yeah. But I'm definitely very curious to see some sort of project for them putting all these singles together because I think now that I've gotten hooked on this one, I think I'll come around to more from them. So I'm definitely interested. Derek, what thoughts did you have? I really enjoyed... I think that the thing that hooked me in initially was the uh, electronic bit at the start. Mm-hmm. That was very nice. I mean, you know me, I'm always a sucker for the electronic parts, but this is very, very catchy. And I, I think the fact it really lends itself to being under three minutes. I right. Yeah. Like that this, was going to be this, a point I was going to make. Yeah. It was, that's yeah, super replayable. If, um, if there if there was another like 45 seconds in this, I don't know if I would like it as much, but it doesn't overstay its welcome and everything it does, it does fantastically. So. Also, that guitar solo was really good. Yeah. That was the other point I'm going to make. It seems like guitar solos are kind of just a thing for me this year a lot of my favorite songs this year happen to have really good guitar solos in them uh, um, jake that means you like the summoning right <laughs> no <laughs> come on I got the coldest sleep token <laughs> the bad take stick has passed back to jake <laughs> yeah, Both yeah are I, i'm gonna draw my mouth and it leads straight to the summoning i'm gonna <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna start calling him Bad Take Jake. I think that's <laughs> I, deserve it. I deserve it. 
Oh wait, we could we could do bad take Jake and bad take Jacob. Oh, bad shit. take of Jacob. <laughs> I Jake, don't worry, I'm with you on this next song. Um, I before we transition, I do want to mention uh, fucking this band is doing really well. Um, I know I said a lot of good stuff about their last single, of uh, Day by Day. Um, but man, it's really fucking good. Um, because I originally just was not in too much into them after their 2021 EP dropped. Um, but I'm coming around like fuck me, I'm super excited for whatever they've got. Seems like that's a general consensus between all of us that <laughs> drop Again, something, drop something, please. Drop really state cowards. Yes. That's the phrase. Shall we move on? Yep. We should. Let's talk about Grandson, who has dropped his final single before upcoming album, uh, dropping this Friday, May 5th, as we are recording it. Uh, final single, Something to Hide. This, this might song. be my favorite Grandson song. I'm right there with you. This song clocks in at just a minute and 59 seconds. Hella short, hella replayable. And it has it has kind of low-key rock influences to it. Um, I guess the, the main drop too, kind of. But in general, this new album cycle feels like it's leaning a lot more into kind of an alt-hip-hop kind of sound. And I feel like this song blends the two styles really well. I don't know if you guys heard any of that kind of influence. But... Maybe, I feel like I just like it because he's not being political. And... <laughs> <laughs> this song is very like personal uh, in, in the lyrics. It's like, uh, I don't have it pulled up, but it's like my sister has like has an eating disorder or like, mm. my mother was getting drunk on a friday or something like that it's very like in your face like the lyrics are there there is no true deeper meaning to it in a sense um and it's just very simple that like everyone does have something to hide everyone has their secrets yeah. that you don't know about type of thing um and i think just the vocal delivery it's super catchy super replayable um I'm I'm not as excited for this album as I was Death of an Optimist. This album kind of just creeped up on me and I never really had a chance to build anticipation for it in the way that I did with the debut album. But I'm still very excited to hear it and these singles have been promising for sure. Speaking of songs that are a minute 59, <laughs> Garden has released his new single, Centipede. I doubt we are ever hitting that transition Dude, ever again. That that was that was a one in bajillion transition. <laughs> I didn't notice till Jake brought it up. <laughs> Dude, that is wild. We are never hitting that transition ever again. Absolutely no. not. No. This and the grandson song have two things in common. The vocals <laughs> are repitched. Wait, no, they have three things in common. <laughs> the runtime. The vocals being repitched, and both of them being amazing. I love this personally. This is like a Pink Lemonade kind of 
Yeah, it's one of the more experimental, I'll say, mm. type of tracks that Garden's done. And I believe it is about, I don't know if it was a producer or, or like what a promoter stole from him, or right? Yeah, yeah him and his friends. Off. Yeah, I think they stole like $10,000, $20,000 from him or something like that. And as far as I can tell, this song is about like, you know, how could you be like such a fucking low-life centipede insect type of thing to do that and like just mm. a bad person, right? Like... For ripping off people and artists just trying to make it you know but garden can do no wrong i have no complaints about this i love his i'll say normal sound i love when he experiments i think that he is honestly at this point i mean obviously like artists can always improve type of thing but i think that discography wise i think he's a perfect artist like i'm i'm so fully sold on everything garden which is nothing new you know but i feel like he's just incapable of missing i i think this is a little too experimental for me and mm. I just, it just doesn't doesn't hit for me unfortunately well, I think he said that there's a ton more music in the works. He did. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. As so for you, there will there will like... be something. Yeah. Right. Every every couple of months, we have like at least one song to talk about, if not two. The Devil Wears Prada are back with their next single off of Color Decay Deluxe, which is dropping this Friday, uh, called Ignorance. Jake, I seem to remember you said that you liked this. Yup. This one has not left the playlist. Wow. Let's go. That's interesting because I think this is like, I think this is by far the weakest song on Color Decay. Maybe that explains, no, that actually checks out. That actually hella checks out. I don't like for me too because I think this is the best Devil Wars Prada song. This is not better than Salt. That's, that's a bad take. Okay. A lot of things have just been said. I'm allowing <laughs> you to retract these statements. I am not retracting anything that I said. I think this it, is this is, this is top dope. three Prada song. That is ignorance. No. <laughs> I am going reaching? to then. <laughs> Damn. I'm gonna give <laughs> Jacob the chance to retract his statement. I My... don't think this is the weakest song. You know what? I can see it being better than reaching. I can see it being better than reaching. I'd have to I I'd have to think about it for a bit, but mm. I think it does feel I use this word loosely, it feels the most mainstream. And I think it might really just be because Mike's vocals are so distinct and unique that when they're not necessarily quite as present or when that vibe mm. isn't there it doesn't feel as uniquely Prada I love the way that they used his vocals to layer um, against the cleans especially in the chorus yes. I love the pacing yes. of the song the tempo all of it this is very much a windows down song I feel like and I really enjoy the fact that it leans more I think into electronic than a lot of the songs did on Color Decay. Granted, that wasn't necessarily always the vibe <laughs> on Color Decay, but I'm very much enjoying these. I, 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 mm. Reaching has grown on me a lot. 
And I think that uh, even if the songs didn't necessarily fit on um, on Color Decay as it was, there's another regular single besides the remixes coming out, right? Or I'm am not I sure. wrong on that? I don't know. I'm not, but I'm not sure. I, I think it'd be very interesting to listen to the album and then listen to all the like original songs after that and see how they fit into it. Like, you know, obviously it's not going to be as good as if you're ending it with cancer because cancer was an incredible closer, but what, what role do they play? If any, in the story is what I want. Hmm. I think, I, yeah, go ahead. Go as, ahead. as like an outside point of view, because um, I didn't uh, get into as much of the, of the album as you guys did. I think with cancer being the, like the last track, I think this is more like with reaching an ignorance. I think it's more like a public standpoint on like, not just like cancer, but like medical, um, mm. like like medical ailments and whatnot as a whole. I feel like, like this song is almost a song that they wrote for themselves. I mean, you get mm. the lyrics in the second verse where it's like, "If I told myself that I'd be here when I was twenty-two, I'd swear it wasn't true." Right. Mm. You know. I'm also getting that. Yeah. You're getting what? Uh, I was agreeing, Jake. Oh. I was going to say, I think that that might almost be a direct contrast to the way that you reminisce about uh, that age in 25. I, where... I, I was thinking, it's like, why would the, why do we add like two different ages in there? Yeah. Well, you know what it could be? I mean, I, granted, I haven't paid too much attention to reaching and the and ignorance in terms of lyrics because I haven't had much of a chance to listen to them. But I'm wondering if between the kind of more vibrant colors on the deluxe edition if reaching and ignorance are meant to be a more positive hmm. contrast like if if it's if it's like a slope right or a downward trend cancer is the bottom of the trend then yeah. these original songs are kind of trending back upwards that you know I, you get to you know what, i can see that better. yeah I can that checks that. out to me i want to highlight the two guitar solos <laughs> <laughs> need i remind yeah. you that guitar solos have been a very defining factor of a good song for me this year and i really like the electronic outro it's just it's like a nice little bow tie on the end you yeah, know I, I'll, I'll i'll admit it I, I this is better than me okay there we go see that wasn't hard it's all good <laughs> we, we, we've made that it surprisingly easy jesus um I just completely forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Can I? So proud is it, of me. Is, I am. I am. I'm so <laughs> proud. I'm speechless. Um, am I allowed to make this deluxe album my album of the year? Can I do that? No. <laughs> Damn. If I wasn't allowed to make Finding God Before God Finds Me. No, actually, no. <laughs> can you imagine Bad Omens releases a deluxe, too? <laughs> wait. That would be kind of. Actually, wait, aren't they? There, there was an unlisted track in the isolated vocals. Um, oh yeah, it's YouTube all coming playlist. together. So I know what my album of the year and album of the year. Number one and two, Color Decade of Deluxe, the Death of the Peace of Mind Deluxe. <laughs> yep, it's just a competition for third at this point. Land and Tours has dropped a new single featuring Wayne Wood and JV Dade called Cinnamon Skies.
what an immaculate vibe this is. I love this. I think, hold on, before I make a very bold claim, let me go check something really quick. Yeah, I would say that this is my favorite Landon Tours song. Whoa. Like solo, 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 solo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no. Second behind F pacing. But this is a very solid and definitive number two. He fits perfectly on it. The way that the rap in this sounds, I uh, rap is loose, but it, it sounds very nonchalant over this like airy, vibey instrumental along with Landon Tours' airy voice. It's so good. It's it's just this is another one where it puts me in the meadow. You know, I this and the void occupy the same space in my head. Like, <laughs> the the meadow a, in the void is a sentence. Skies. <laughs> that, is, that is a sentence. And I, I don't know. I think I I was just eating really good this month, but everything has just been so good, and this this really continues that trend. I. I love that Landon Tours just does whatever the fuck he wants mm. with his solo music because I feel like the last couple of singles have just had like nothing at all to do with each other. And oh, he's so talented and creative. And this is, I feel like, a new territory for him almost. Yeah. There was that one song sure. last year, but yeah, I just, what can't he do at this point? Nothing. The answer's nothing. He's doing everything, including. Feature of the year, but more on that in December. Wow. Damn. Derek mm. really likes that arc. So. <laughs> Maybe. Let's move on. We got another new band for the podcast up next. Plush have released their new song, Left Behind. The this is the first single since their debut album dropped in 2021, and uh, that album had one good song on it, which was the first song I heard, and then I listened to the entire rest of the album and was left extremely disappointed. However, this new song kind of blew me away. This I'm gonna have to say, Jake, you're not with me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I feel like this is very clearly stadium radio rock type of stuff like it's all just like female queen vocals like kind of like hailstorm almost that was the first band that came to mind like i just imagine this like opening for arenas and i don't know this song just fits that vibe for me you get the hand claps in the first verse you get a massive sounding chorus you get you get an instrumental riff guitar solo thing at uh, the bridge of the song. This is just the classic radio rock formula done really well, in my opinion. You know, I feel like I get a very distinct, like, 80s hair metal vibe to this. Something about, like, I can tell I, it, at least whoever's writing this really grew up on bands like Skid Row and Motley Crue. I can feel it. And I love that. I think that that is absolutely missing from a lot of like rock music today. 
Um, there was this band called Santa Cruz that was doing it really well. But besides them, this has probably been the absolute best example of it that I've heard recently. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the riff fantastic. It's, it is a little generic for this genre, but I think honestly, including like Hailstorm and pretty much any other band doing this in this kind of area of the genre, this is probably the best that I've heard. I don't really, go back and listen really to their like debut this. album. It's not very good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you will be very disappointed. I feel like. I mean, you might find one or two songs to like off it, but yeah. this this new song is a lot heavier than that album. I'm I'm I might go listen. And a lot to of the, it, the a lot of the instrumentals fell really flat to me. Dude, are you fucking kidding me? Look at this. Look at the album cover for the 2021, bro. It's like straight out of 2009. I need to listen to this. <laughs> All right. You know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, this this is getting put on. Yeah, put on. It's getting put on. But yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed this. Fuck yeah, Plush. They're, they're killing oh, yeah. it. Also, this, all female. All female band. Dude, why are like all female, all female rock bands fucking killing it? Well, all female rock bands and also all all female rock bands. <laughs> because <laughs> like conquer sure. divide yeah. plush who am i missing are there any others there's definitely others I can't there's um of. there's uh hoity toity they're really good damn i love music real Derek just had a realization <laughs> after all these years i finally come to understand that i love music wow speaking of music i love justin how about you take it away with this next one we got Sunsleep dropping their next single featuring Roy Rodriguez. It's titled Stolen Crown. Every step you All bands who I have ever told when they got a Roy Rodriguez feature to use Roy Rodriguez take notes. Yeah, this this is the best utilization of Rory and also my song of the month. Maybe even song of the year right now. It's so fucking good. It um yeah. The, it's really difficult for a song when it plays for the lyrics to kind of click with me instantly and also kind of get me thinking for those that don't know I do D and a bunch of other stuff um and kind of get me thinking like imagining like different scenarios and like involving lyrics and stuff like this and this fucking i ascended when this <laughs> song dropped like this so good it's got justin Roy- is no longer behind the paywall thank god Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't care. He, he jumped the border. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shawshank Redemption arc. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, fucking Devin Barris' vocals won oh. absolutely incredible in this. Not not only did Hell um was it Hello Goodbye was the last single. I don't even remember. I don't no other music existed after this. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but fucking his really, really good, clean, almost like falsetto sound um, from the second chorus. When that hit, that was an instant ad. And then we get Rory's verse, probably one of Rory's best vocals uh, for a while. 
and then a fucking breakdown. Like, I didn't expect fuck? that at all, man. I I was like, what? Like that's not. I didn't. That didn't feel like the vibe. That doesn't feel like Sun Sleeps vibe. Why did it work so well? It worked incredibly well. Usually, in a lot of features, you usually get the feature is like like a backing. I think I may have mentioned something like this in the Archetypes Collide feature. Uh, but no, these two were playing on the same fucking playing field. Going at it, it was fucking phenomenal. When that breakdown hit, Rory's unclean vocal was coming in, and then Devin Barris's cleans, just matching the tone, keeping up the pace. This song is going to be played live. I wish. I wish they were doing an East Coast tour. Because fuck me, this would be an amazing song live. If Dayseeker doesn't bring Sunsweep on their next headliner tour, that's a missed opportunity. Criminal. Criminal. This was so fucking good. Uh, As it stands, this is my favorite Sunsweep song. I haven't spent a ton of time with it. I also haven't spent a ton of time with Sunsweep in general, to be honest. I mean, this only dropped like Friday. Yeah. This this is really solid. I I don't have anything else to add because you guys have kind of said everything that could be said about it, in my opinion. But yeah, this is this is great. Highly recommend checking this out. I agree. Wait, are we all in agreement here? I think we did it. It took twenty-three songs. No songs, not <laughs> years. Um, I want to mention some lyrics before we roll off of this. We got the bridge with "Rise again, your kingdom has fallen, taking back a stolen crown." Can hear the voices are calling. Are you going to answer to the sound? And then going into the breakdown with that, sh- ooh, fucking phenomenal. I don't care if I'm spoiling this right now. This is somewhere in my top ten at the end of the year. Has to be. Uh, we got another band uh for the podcast um another frequent flyer we got nature's ghost with their song who you are this is a super solid nature's ghost song are we sure it's not nurture's ghost it's nature's ghost no in my opinion this is their weakest song what? I I don't love this. I'm indifferent on this song. It feels a little wordy at times. I don't love the vocal delivery. The mixing and production doesn't feel as crisp. Even though I went back to their other songs and it doesn't sound that different, but it sounds better on their others. I don't know. This one's just not clicking for me. I think it's kind of leading out of that like that poppy style more into like a punk style, kind of like similar to Keeper. Um, I think the, those two have like very similar styles. I loved Keeper though, so like if you're making that comparison, I should love this too. And I'm just I am, not. I I'm know. not saying it's like Paris. I'm just saying it's like kind of similar styles, but that's really it. I didn't like the chorus on the first listen of this. Um, I thought his vocal delivery on it was kind of stunted a little bit, and it's still not hitting with me. I'm kind of, uh, yeah. I would say like maybe behind Keeper and Upside Down, I'd say. This is like, they've released five singles. I think this is like in the middle of Fallen the Lower End for what they've put out. But it's no way in how bad, you know, Nature's Ghost or above and beyond some duos. Like, it's them and Floya that are doing really good duo work um, in the scene right now. And it's criminal that they only have 4,000 monthly listeners. I will admit that number is criminal, even though I don't love this song. David, did you get to this? I did. I think, ooh, 
this is my second favorite nature's ghost song i think cry wolf is yeah. still cry, cry wolf is in a league of its own it's yeah phenomenal yeah but yeah i can i can see you liking this i mm, i agree with jake a little bit on the mixing but at the same mm-hmm. time i think that this band is so good that it doesn't matter to me which is weird because i feel like i'm usually one of the more particular ones about it but something about it i feel like it fits their sound so i am with it now if they improved it i'm not gonna complain <laughs> but <laughs> no i did i i really like this another small band that deserves to be bigger like you said four thousand monthly listeners what the fuck is that like come on now <laughs> not much else to go off of this it's speaking of-, of duos i uh... Honey Revenge have dropped another single for their upcoming debut album. Uh, a new song is called Worst Apology. That's Jake when he's apologizing for his taste. <laughs> Worst apology. Both Worst in music apology. and in food. I didn't bring up food. <laughs> actually like, you know i like uh, to make fun of myself yeah man look i i'm gonna be honest i can't even make fun of your choice in food because like if you had to pick a food to like i feel like chicken nuggets are such a good fucking choice like let me be so for <laughs> real like you. literally literally i will eat pretty much anything chicken nuggets are still a top five food of all time i don't care you ever, if wonder, you ever if, wonder how you get to a certain part of the discussion <laughs> and then you kind of black out for a second <laughs> <laughs> i was like how the fuck did we get here <laughs> really quickly, I, and you know, what, really quickly, because I really like the song. Do Dino Nuggets taste better than regular Nuggets? Oh yes my or no? god! Yes or no? I have to know. I have to know. No. No. Oh. oh. But you can make cool noises when playing. With them. Yes, exactly. You can dip it into the ketchup and then pick it up and go. Rah! All right. So that's, <laughs> that's, where, that's where that's where we differ. I don't do it with sauce. <gasps> oh. He doesn't have the special nugget sauce. I don't. Man. I'm a fraud. This feels so weird. But you know what? You like them so much. I feel like I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? Dino Nuggets. <laughs> Both. This I, is I the feel greatest like... tangent we've ever gone I on. I hate it. <laughs> Dude, you know what? It's like I, I I feel like you like them so much that my opinion is suddenly worth less. You know? Like I, I'm like, damn, are Dino Nuggets the same? Are they worth Do I need sauce? Like what's going on? I'm used to having, like, all the wrong opinions about, like, only ever eating chicken tenders. This is a weird spot for me to be in that, like, I actually have to defend myself? Yeah, I don't know, man. Anyway, uh... Yeah. Honey Revenge. Have dropped their best song. That... Uh, I'm not agreeing with that, but... God damn, if this band isn't going to be dropping one of the most fun albums of this year, like, already... Like between this song, Airhead, yeah. are, are you impressed in everything they dropped last year? Like this is already like the most fun album I've heard all year. Uh, we'll get on that later, but this is the most fun album I've heard all year, and it's not even out yet. Not to like discredit them because I don't want this to be the intent, but like they got to be some sort of fucking industry plant, man. Like I, because I remember they corrected us in DMs, right? Because I thought they were, were a band before, and like no, this is just like a mm-hmm. new band. You, it should not, you, uh, you should not be able to be this good out of the gate. And like, they are getting this popular off debut singles. Like they're on tours with like broadside and stuff. Like remember when we first reviewed them and they had like less than a thousand monthly listeners or 250,000. 
and like distracted and rerun both have multi-million streams airheads on its way to a million i mean just i i am floored by how this might be top five greatest debut album ever off like quality alone i'm willing to put that out there and i think that this this sounds a little bit the guitar and this sounds a little bit like fallback by nightlife to me um it's got that same sort of like groove and punch to it you know what i kind of see i love it i kind of see it i think this this is in contention for my current top 10 songs of the year it was there and then i took it out it's number 13 right now so like we're we're close but yeah this this oh you said this is your favorite honey revenge song never mind oh yeah oh yeah yeah oh absolutely uh i think this is a 10 like out of 10 i don't know i don't know if if the lyrics feel a little bit I don't know. I feel like the lyrics turn turn me off of this song. Like I like the instrument, but some of the lyrics are a little cringy, in my opinion. It's fun. Jacob doesn't like fun. Confirmed. Jacob hates fun. I hate fun. Jake. From one pop rock band to another, Concrete <sighs> Castles have dropped their fourth single this year. So addicted. this uh pop rock <laughs> it doesn't sound like it <laughs> i mean that's traditionally what concrete castles are this yeah, is yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely a diversion from that sound though oh my god the bass in this song yeah oh. Th- this is the fattest bass i've heard all year it's so cool i'm oh yeah this this is a guitar solo oh. in the bridge with that bass, it's just like, this is one of those, it's, it's like, I just imagine like being like outside in the dark and you dim the lights to like 5% brightness. And that's kind of the vibe that I get listening to this song. Mm. It's like I... dark and dreamy. I don't know. I love this though. I fucking love this. Concrete Castle are on their way to one of my favorite albums of this year. These four, these four singles this year already clear. Wish I missed you out of the water. Ooh, wow! I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think so. I, th- I think. Oh, like, I don't think I've. There's a song that beats like "Wish I Missed You," but overall, I think these singles are better than that last album. I will say, I think this album is going to feel a little bit more cohesive than the last one, if nothing else. Yeah, this um, song to me. It almost reminded me of like a bad decisions or someone else off of the death of peace of mind. That's kind of the vibe uh-huh. that now it just in the way that the hypothetically speaking here, when this album drops, I feel like this is one of those songs that's gonna really you're gonna feel the pacing of the album with this song, where it's gonna be that like diversion of sound. Where like when you get to a bad decisions, it feels very different. It helps the story flow. That's okay. kind of what I feel like this song is going to be when that album drops it. It's going to like, it's really going to feel like it fits in the album, even though sonically it's going to sound very different. I'm if with that it. makes any sense. Nope, that, that does make sense. You lost right. me, but then I you cor- found I me. course corrected my argument. Hell yeah. Yeah. You did. You found me without a map, Jake. I'm impressed. I it took me uh, an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> right. I think Concrete Castles really lost me from You Won't See Me Again all the way through running from the daylight 
but ever since then they've been like oh so it almost feels these last couple songs almost felt like an apology like oh sorry we lost you here's some really really good stuff to bring you back in it's like oh thanks like (laughs) absolutely no this this is incredible i love concrete castles same they really they pulled through this month yep how about this next band do you love this next band i love this band um let's see if i like the songs jacob movements have released two singles titled killing time and lead pipe i think i like the way it hurts it must be my design no one can love me like you do so the question is derek do you like these songs no ah no. Because you know what's it's, crazy? You do? Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what? It's because Derek doesn't like fun. I can do it back to you. Yeah. I can do it back to you. Derek nope. doesn't like fun. He only likes depressing movements. Man, look. I, uh, this band has suddenly shifted into the same headspace as Boston Manor with these two songs. I feel like if this is the direction that it's going to be for the future. Now, take my opinion with a grain of salt. If you don't usually, uh, because yeah. I didn't like Cherry Thrill at all when it dropped. I and think Cherry now Thrill I really enjoy is it better than these two songs. But maybe these are growers because I've only listened to them like three times each, mm. and each time gets better. The more I listen to Killing Time, the more it grows on me. I think Cherry Thrill and Killing Time are my top two movement songs as it stands. I still have not listened to that debut album or anything earlier. But oh. I, I think Cherry Thrill and Killing Time are better than anything off of uh, whatever that. Uh, oh, don't even call it whatever that. Don't you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to disrespect that album just left very little impact on me. You mean no good left to give. Yeah, that's the one. It left no good left to give. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. That is terrible. Don't let it you guys, happen. You guys handed me a map instead of a dictionary. Ah. <sighs> Dude, I, you know what? I think that is, that might be part of it for me. Is just that. No one wants to give means so much to you that like, well, I mean, just pales in comparison, kind of. Well, it's 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 all of all of movements discography, really. Prior to like this and Cherry Thrill, like this band, outside of maybe Valley Heart, I feel like they occupied their own special little corner. I, you know what? I kind of agree with that. It, it these songs do feel less special, but they're also good at the same time. They still feel like movements. Yeah, well, here's my thing: is to me, this wouldn't if you replaced the vocalist, for instance, and just gave me the instrumentals. This wouldn't feel like movements at all. Whereas I feel like I could do that with their previous albums. Like it had a certain vibe to it. Whereas this, it does. I mean, it is less sad overall. Like it's 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 definitely more. I don't know if positive is the right word, but maybe neutral and accessible. And honestly, I think that movements decided, A, they wanted to do something maybe a little bit more creative and that they also wanted to reach a wider audience because you can only get so far making sad music for sad people, <laughs> you know? Like, They're and, at 900K. Yeah, and I mean, how, where is, uh, whatever it's called on that? That feels like, like a lot. 
Yeah, well, I didn't think they were like that at all. But I mean, Lead Pipe is already at like 250,000 compared to Killing Time. And Killing Time is the first song um, on the EP. So it's not like, like people are seeking that out 100,000 more times. Maybe it's getting radio play. I don't know. I definitely feel like I could hear these on my local alternative station in a way that I couldn't with any of their previous material. And they've always been kind of somewhere between rock and, and emo. And I think that they're definitely leaning more into that rock side for a lot of their new material. And I think that these have like potential. So if this I, is the way that they're going to be going, I'm for it. But, you know, I think, I think the, the bass distinctly screams mu- movements. In both yeah, these, these very much sounds like movement songs. Like when I heard them, I'm like, oh yeah, that's movements. See, I don't get that at all. Like if, if, if I, well, I get it. Cause we get it. We had cherry thrill, but if you had given me like these two songs with just the context of everything else, I probably couldn't have. It. maybe that's just a personal issue i don't know but i don't i don't hate them i just think that they're a little more generic ish from a band that i feel like wasn't at all for any part of their discography prior to this mm. i can i can kind of agree what i will say is that i feel like these do have a very futuristic might not be the right word but that sort of sound to them and i think that if these are attached to something we may be getting another one of those cornerstone albums for the decade that people base their sound off of i'm interested to see where it goes before we move on i just want to touch on the vocal delivery and the chorus of killing time because that's really what's got me hooked the delivery on it must be my it must be by design no one can love me like you do I, i love it you do yep that lead pipe is also really solid not as memorable as killing time for me but yeah uh this is the highest i've ever been on movements between cherry throw and these two songs that concludes the singles it certainly does you got two eps and five albums to talk about let's not waste any more time savage hands have dropped their ep rock bottom I don't think we talked about any of the singles. I think the last time we talked about them was probably when we talked about Love No More way back a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, five song EP and not my fi- absolute favorite EP of this year, but I think this is really good. I really enjoyed this. It's okay. Eric? I actually didn't listen to this. I um, I think I'm with Justin on this one. Jake, I I think this is let me let me say this. I think this is the best butt rock EP I've ever heard. Whoa, whoa okay. So this so I full disclosure, <laughs> I have heard one or two albums out of the ones we're gonna listen to and one of the two eps and i was very interested in all of the others i just didn't get to them so i was very much waiting for your verdicts on it and i don't think i could have prepared myself for calling savage hands butt rock (laughs) i need to know what went wrong (laughs) well i don't don't really have any history with this band 
I don't really think anything went wrong. I think that's just another uh, hive mind bad take for the night. No. Oh, one of many. Oh, oh. Wait, no, it's not. Oh. Justin, so, do you think it's butt rock? No, I don't okay. know where you're getting that, but I'll okay. I'll let you stay in your own it, little headspace for that for a little angel. bit. <laughs> I, it's the angel dust, dude. Okay, you can keep sniffing the angel dust. We'll we'll talk about <laughs> this in a moment. Um, I think their sound has devolved from their previous sound. Um, I actually went back and listened to, I think it was the album Barely Alive. Not ten, seven tracks. I guess it's an album. Um, Malika's Red from that album showed up in one of my playlists. I listened to it. It's really good for 2018 era Savage Hands. Um, and when I went back to this to kind of give it a second chance, that sound wasn't there. I think it's more evolved, de-evolved into more radio style, I guess considered butt rock in that way. And I think it's been too digestible to the point where it's muddied and a bunch of other stuff that's better than it. So it doesn't really have its own identity. That's kind of weird to me because I feel like they have a really distinct sound. Really? I, I mean, I, I mean, it's not super distinct. But I feel like vocally, he sounds pretty unique, especially for an American band. It sounds I can't like really name a ton of bands that sound really like. I feel this. like there's a bunch of like early two thousands bands that sound like him. Right, well, I can't I'm name it. Not experienced enough with early two thousands music. Maybe I haven't. I haven't but... heard. Maybe I haven't heard enough of him, but. There's a lot of vocal deliveries, like in the chorus of Angel Dust and throughout Rock Bottom, the title track of this EP, where it's kind of just, I don't want to say it's like sing screamy, because it's like kind of sing screamy, but if you're not screaming, where it's kind of kind of monotone delivery, but it kind of works. It's like kind of funky. There's a lot of really cool bass work on this album that I really liked. You get some really creative riffs, I feel like, especially on Rock Bottom the breakdown riff down whatever you want to call it on that song i think is really cool um angel dust i think you get a really sick moment after the second verse as well where it gets a bit heavier um angel dust does also kind of remind me of bring me the horizon in general as a song um i don't know exactly what song i think i don't know maybe like obey or teardrops or something like that but then I, my favorite song on this ep is halo coming is track number four on here uh it's just extremely anthemic such an easy song to sing along to uh the chorus of i'm not so spiritual might need a miracle uh i think i'm caught in the shadow i think it's terminal they never hear you when there's scars on your halo uh, but particularly that first part of i'm not so spiritual might need a miracle i love the delivery on that um then you also get smile as the closer on this ep which isn't my favorite on here um, but I do want to make note that the song features Maria of Future Palace. It's not listed on the song, but the second verse features Maria of Future Palace. And uh, once I learned that, it definitely gave me a new appreciation for this song. Um, just the closer of this track being like, I just want to smile kind of doesn't do much for me. I mean, that's not the exact delivery of what they say. Um, but it feels like a little bit of an underwhelming emotional note to end on for me. But otherwise, instrumentally, vocally, I really enjoyed what I heard here. No, I would probably also agree. I think Hale is probably the best out of this. I mean, everything else just kind of blends, unfortunately. 
I spent a lot of time with Rock Bottom when it came out, but I wanted to save it for when we discussed the CP as a whole. I think that song is groovy as fuck. Um, and Angel Dust is solid. Halo's fun. Smile, I've gained a new appreciation for. Black, Cloud, or Black Clouds is also fine, but probably the least memorable song on here for me. I believe that takes us to our next EP, one that I think we all have a bit more to say, if I had to take a guess. Mm -hmm. I'm not taking this transition because you know I'm going to fuck it up. Someone else do it. Well, if you know, you know, Jake. If you know, you know. I know. That's probably going to be as good as we ever get for anything <laughs> that we do. Are you telling me it's not pronounced I yuck yuck? <laughs> uh, it's If You Know You Know by Picturesque. Wow, a little more enthusiasm there, Justin. Yeah, we need some more hype for this. Try again. Uh, no, I think I'm general about talent. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Picturesque have dropped their newest EP. If you know, you know. Is that more <laughs> what you were thinking? That is perfect. All right, cut awesome. out Justin's part, Jake. You know, I think I think that delivery from Derek is rather fitting for potential EP of the year. Yep. I yeah. Absolutely. That's what I was saying. Justin's no gonna be more. Are you kidding? It's dead legs again. Fucking dead legs again. Wait, wait, wait. Is that a no comment like you want to be secretive or a no comment like you're disagreeing? Answer That's honestly. a no comment, Derek. I can't oh, say anything. Justin's <laughs> got strange habits. He's got strange habits, man. I don't want to be crucified. On the and he's hopeless. <laughs> if this doesn't end up on your list, I'm going to break it all. <laughs> I just told you how I feel about it. I don't want to be crucified. Oh, man. Oh. Okay. I think I, I, I think there are... Um, Maybe one or two misses on this album. Or EP, actually. That's how I'm feeling. No. Wrong. <laughs> I would say there's maybe one. Jake, and that's we, maybe. What is your maybe miss? I want to see if Borrowing it's the same problems. as mine. Oh. Yeah. I, oh. May, it, borrowing problems and maybe Waterson West. Oh, no. Nah, Waterson West is great. That song oh. has grown on me a lot since first listen. Borrowing problems? I... I don't know. That song just fell a little flat. I mean, it's still picturesque. It's still great, but definitely the one I've spent the least time with on the CP. The other five songs on here are fantastic, though. Hopeless is like borderline top 10 song of the year. Strange Habits is fantastic. Dance with the Devil riffs down like crazy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, Waterson West is a slow emotional vibe that I love. Uh, Break It All is a song. Oh, I've been spending the most time with Break It All. <laughs> That's my least favorite one, I think. Really? I, if I had to pick one, yeah. I, I I'm gonna say it, guys. I'm I'm gonna say it. I think that if you even if you throw bands like Stand Atlantic and that sphere of things into the term rock, I think that picturesque have cemented themselves as a top five rock band of probably the decade to come with just this ep that is my bold claim take and i will die bold on that hill. Indeed. hmm 
top five folks post hardcore. I don't even think there's this post hardcore anymore. I think I think that I get really big like too close to touch vibes. Huh. See, okay, so I would say I agree with you on like some of the stuff off their newer EPs, but that to me is also rock. I feel like too close to touch from like their last couple of EPs were very much out of the post hardcore scene. I don't know. Post hardcore is always a fucked genre to be <laughs> like what is or isn't post hardcore, you know? I only know what post hardcore is when a band defines himself as post hardcore. If I if I listen to a song and I'm like Justin would like this, then it's post hardcore. Yeah, oh. that's that's probably the most accurate definition that we can come up with. <laughs> I think it's probably the closest I can get. You take Jake's dictionary, you look up post hardcore, it's just a picture of my face. Yeah, you're just smiling, thumbs up. Like, but for some reason, Dead Lakes isn't there. Oh, and Justin's just real dictionary anyway. And just not real post hardcore, I guess. Anyways, picturesque. Look, I to me this this has a bit of um. It's somewhere between edge groove and like this is I use this term very loosely, but like sex appeal. There is a different air to this band than they had when they dropped, um, I think it was Back to Beautiful, and then, um, oh, I better not fuck it up. Do You Feel Okay? That's right, right? Yep. It's Do You Feel Okay? Okay. That they feel a lot more confident, I guess, in the same way that Movements has kind of moved away from that kind of sadder sound. Like, movements I feel like has moved. Movements has moved. Who could have seen it? Who could have seen it coming? I don't know this in, you know what this is, this to me lives in the same space as my mind is how I felt about um, some of those songs of that varsity album last year, where they just had like swagger and confidence. Oh, to that yeah. is a better comparison. Yeah. Than Touch, yeah. Actually. This, this to me has that same sort of vibe to it. The picturesque are saying, all right, fuck it. We did our time with post hardcore. We are ready to like break out. And not only like in terms of going mainstream, but also of like a musical shell to kind of expand their sound and their vibe. And I think, um, what what was that song last year? Or Attention. It wasn't last year, but that last album. That Attention kind of, Hopeless is what Attention was trying to achieve. And I feel like Attention almost got there and Hopeless nailed it. And I think that they show a lot of range here. Borrowing Problems is my favorite song off this by far, which feels like an unpopular take. But there's a lot of range here on a six-song EP that somehow manages to like all come together. It, it doesn't necessarily feel very cohesive. I was kind of hoping there'd be transitions between the songs for some reason. I don't know. I, was, I think I've been so let down by EPs this year that I wanted one to really blow me away. And this still managed to do it without the expectations that I had, you know? I don't know. I, I'm i very curious to see, A, where this ends up on all of our lists besides Justin's, because we know where it's going to end up. Hello. But like also, also, why? Because I feel like we all like different songs as our favorites on here, right? So we all mm. might like it for different reasons. Yeah. Picture Us continues to be one of the most modern-sounding bands in yeah. the genre. Oh, absolutely. And I, I don't even know, like... I can't pick apart why it sounds modern. It just does, you know? I love how chunky Dance with the Devil is. Oh, yeah. I have a question for you guys, because maybe I, I think I missed it. But sure. Why is the title, if you know, you know? 
Maybe I just don't know. Well, you don't know. That's what yeah. I'm saying. If you know, you know. If you don't, <laughs> you, know, you, you have know. to ask that question. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you fucked em- up. I just embarrassed myself. Yep. Is it is it actually mentioned as like a lyric or anything? Yeah, I, don't I, so. I don't think. <laughs> I, it, I didn't. I didn't notice know. it. That's why. I, yeah. That's what I'm wondering. No, Maybe I, I just no don't know. That's what, that's what it is. I just don't know. It's a good title for this uh, episode. I just don't know. <laughs> for the for the EP single episode, like the. <laughs> I feel like we've talked very generally about this mm. EP. Mm. But I also don't know if I have too much more to add, to be honest. I, I yeah, I don't know. This is it's just one of those things where it's like hard to pick about any individual moment because it it feels like it all just comes together so well that you almost have to listen to all six tracks to really understand it. I I think I like how wordy the choruses are and mm. how how well they flow even despite them being so wordy especially hopeless i think hopeless strange habits and break it all all do that i'm honestly just happy this band is still putting out good music Same. yeah because i've been a picturesque fan for what i think five years now a little over five years and i don't know if i would have expected them to even maybe still be together you know, let alone putting out something that, like you said, feels so modern. And uh, their evolution, their sound evolution has been phenomenal. I have absolutely zero complaints about this. I hope they blow up because they are an amazing band to see live. I got to see them live with Slaves in October 2018. Literally studio. Man. I couldn't, I could not tell the difference. And it, I feel like they don't tour. I've never seen them on a tour uh they went on tour with hands like houses and somebody else american teeth maybe i think a couple years ago and they've been on a couple like not recently though yeah they went on a tour with alisana last year i know that but yeah i know i i don't think that maybe i missed it but i don't think they've ever had a headline derek you want to go to new jersey because they're doing a show with woe is me oh jersey Maybe I do want to go to New Jersey. <laughs> Maybe you know I've never I've never wanted to go to New Jersey, but now, now I might have. You might have been convinced. I might have been convinced to tread water in Jersey. Enjoy the. <laughs> anyway. Any last comments on this EP before we move on? So good. Feels good to finally have an EP that's good. Mm. Something I can really attach it to because beforehand, Ice Spice was my number one EP of the year. And don't get me wrong, I love that EP, but I would really like to be able to talk about something at the end of the year as my number one other than Ice Spice. <laughs> Jacob, do you want to take us to our first album? Our first album is Intellectual Property by Waterparks. Now I've been I've been listening to Waterparks since Entertainment, I guess, mm-hmm. and they've always been a band where I like like one or two of the songs mm-hmm. on the album. Yep, and this just continues the trend. <laughs> Damn, I was hoping you could sell me on this more. That's, no, that's I I I literally wanted to add this because I wanted to talk about fuck about it because <laughs> that song slaps. <laughs> 
And it's funny because it was a single, but I missed it. I didn't realize it. Oh, I didn't realize it was either. I feel like I should have gotten that in my release radar one way or another mm-hmm. between Black Bear and Water Parks. Yeah, this song is very... Or this album is very... I'm going to talk about it generally. There's mm-hmm. a lot of misses and very few hits. It's it's just what water parks is to me i think and i'm glad i can add a few songs to my playlist uh that i enjoy so this won't be at the end of the year but this is this is definitely something to listen you should you should listen to it and uh pick out your favorites <laughs> i actually listened to this and um starfucker um, End of the Water Feel and Funeral Gray and Brainwash were kind of my standouts as I was listening to it. I like you I just listened got... to all the singles. <laughs> I most didn't of them. Li- I didn't listen to any of the singles. So yeah, I, I listened to it as an album. To... I listened to it as an album as well. Yeah, I I feel like it's just too samey for like the same album. Um, they do some good things in Starfucker where um. Like the instrumentals kind of uh, mute for a little bit to kind of give like a little bit of like breathing space before like immediately hitting again. They do that a couple times. I thought it was pretty cool. End of the Water Feel has a nice outward transition. Um, Real Super Dark is like a really good kind of almost like near grungy vocal delivery. Um, But otherwise, nothing else really stuck with me on this. I gave Funeral Gray and Self Sabotage a listen as the two, the first two singles for this album, just to like test the waters. Cause I've never really listened mm-hmm. to Water Parks before. Uh, and I, I surprisingly enjoyed both of them, uh, more so Self Sabotage than Funeral Gray. Um, it, I got the pop punk vibes for sure. Yeah. And given that I have been getting more into pop punk over the past years, I'm definitely interested to give this a full listen at some point this year. Um, I don't know if this is going to be something that like makes any end of year list or anything, but. I feel like this this would this could be a good jumping on point for me to get on board with what water parks are doing. Probably I would honestly whatever. listen to Entertainment instead. Their 2018 album, I feel yeah. like that was more pop punk than a lot of their more recent stuff. That or Double Dare. I really like how they like choose a different color for each of their Oh yeah. They're very vibrant. Like they're like Double Dare's yellow, Entertainment's blue, Fandom's green, Greatest Hits is blue or yellow, I guess. They're gonna and run then, out of uh, primary colors and just that's true. Well, they've already repeated yellow and blue, so oh uh, yeah. I guess they're wearing is that orange they're wearing? Maybe it is. I'm I'm colorblind. Don't judge me. Yeah, they're wearing orange, orange and blue on Greatest Hits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's orange and blue. Okay. I think that you hit the nail on the head with the two songs and album thing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm really tired of spending my time listening to a full album of what I think are mid water park songs just for two songs. Mm-hmm. And that's why I didn't listen to this. Uh, I, I listened to funeral gray and fuck about it. And I'm not as high on fuck about it as you. I oh, it's, it's, it's I love the course gets stuck in my head. I think I just don't really like Austin's voice. I think is what it might come comes down to. I think like he's kind of annoying. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I I understand why Water Parks has the fandom that they do, and fandom. especially with yeah yeah and the 
Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, I, with the vibe that their music gets off, I get why if you like water parks, you like water parks. I feel the same about like Dance Gavin Dance too. Like, I feel like they both exist. That they've got really large and annoying fandoms. And if you like their music, you really like it. And if you don't, you pick maybe one song off an album. Unfortunately, I'm not into water parks at all, and so most of this ends up falling flat. So. Of my things so far that I didn't listen to, I will be listening to Savage Hands, believe it or not, but I will not be listening to Water Parks. It, Water Parks does not have the Derek seal of approval, and I haven't even heard it. Damn. I'm going to... Uh, <laughs> that's what it'll be. I'll, I'll set up a, a cage match with like me and the vocalist. <laughs> and if he beats me, I have to do a discography run. And if I beat him, they have to quit forever. There's a lot at stake here. I feel like that's a little bit imbalanced punishment. No, I think it's about equal. I'd say it might be worse <laughs> for me, actually. Well, let's move on. We have a string of debut albums coming up. From Fall to Spring have dropped their debut album, Rise. On a rising empire, funnily enough, uh, this is very much a new metal rap rock inspired group from Germany. This is the German band I was uh, hinting at earlier. Uh, and I was very curious to listen to this cause I, I didn't love the singles that they had dropped for this. I mean, basically this entire album was dropped as singles, but I didn't listen to all of them, but the singles that I did hear were very hit or miss songs like destiny barriers and draw the line banger light up the sky in beast mode those two songs didn't do too much for me so i wasn't sure what to expect going into this album well i was i really enjoyed this this is satisfying that rap rock itch that i have and i don't know i just really enjoyed this from front to back i think there's a lot of really fun moments on this song I think Brainfuck is an incredible opener. Um, Draw the Line is super fun. Supernova, you get some EDM influences in there. Uh, Barriers feel super nostalgic to me. It's pretty emotional of the song. Destiny is energetic and all over the place. And I don't think the Cursed One is an amazing closer, but it does the job to kind of settle the tone that this album provides. And it's kind of the theme of Rise of the title track and the name of the album you definitely get hints of trying to like fight for your self-worth almost and trying to rise up and like fight the doubters almost and just overall this this was a really enjoyable lesson for me um did you guys get around to this by chance i did Again. not but it is already in my list and later playlists so i will be before the end of the year i gave it a once through but um didn't really stand out to me besides like supernova <laughs> i had a feeling i picked out supernova on first listen it's like justin you'd like this i don't think you're gonna like the rest of the album nah. uh you know sometimes i know justin's music tastes pretty well uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh some standout moments for me on this album uh the chorus of brain fuck my brain is fucked up i'll go inside i'll go insane no end in sight you're the one to blame 
Uh, I'm in the heat of a dying flame. No one in sight. You're the one to blame. Um, barriers as well. The chorus feels super nostalgic and the instrumentation matches it really well. Hard to remember all the things that we had done in December. Got a feeling you would never surrender. Has this really been our last goodbye? Uh, it's an emotional breakup song. Yada, yada. It's been done before, but I really enjoyed it. Um, and then Destiny as well. Uh, I think is probably where the rapping shines the most. Uh, Beast Mode is probably the most rap-influenced song on this album, but Destiny is where it stands out to me. Um, I guess I have to confess, music helps me to express all the things I need to get off my chest, but in your eyes, I'm the enemy, heavily spreading the profanity. Pardon me, have you lost your sanity? Total lack of empathy, damage mentally. This is who I am, and this is what I'm fucking meant to be. The delivery on that verse is just fucking incredible. You also get some really cool breakdowns on this album in Destiny, for example, um, and Draw the Line as well. Um, not very traditional breakdowns that like kind of you just get that instrumental breakdown with like a mosh call. Um, they're very, I, I don't know if this is the best word to describe, but active where like every single breakdown, it feels like stuff is switching up every few seconds. You get vocal deliveries throughout the entire breakdown in basically every song here. Um I really enjoyed this. I don't know if this makes my top 10 end of year. I would lean probably towards not, but a very impressive debut album. And it's going to be on that borderline, probably like 15 to 20 range. If I had to imagine, if I had to take a guess right now, it's going to, it's going to be up there. It's not going to be at the very top of the list, but it's going to be up there. And it's going to be one of the more memorable albums outside of my top 10. If I had to predict right now. That takes us to our next album, another debut album, Postcard from a Living Hell by Red Hook. Now, Derek, I saw you listening to this one earlier. Yes, I did hear this. What are your thoughts? When is it the same experience as Red Hook in the past? Yes and no. Okay. I think, I'm intrigued. I think that Bad Decisions, the EP had one good song and it was Alien. Or one song that really stuck with me. And I liked it because it sounded so much different than all their other stuff. And I think that Red Hook with this album have solidified the sound that they're going for. And maybe expand upon it a little bit. I don't think that sound is for me. I will say, I think they have a, a phenomenal feature list on here. I think all the features are good. I really like Postcard XO. Can you guess? I, I liked one other song in here besides Postcard XO. Can you guess which one it is? Soju. No. Damn. It was Psych versus Psych. <laughs> Do you want okay, to take hell yeah. why? Yeah. Is it the EDM breakdown? <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that at all. There were a lot of surprisingly electronic uh, influences on this yeah. album mm -hmm. that I wasn't expecting. And I think that's that's the evolution of sound that I was talking about that I, I really honestly appreciate that they, they did. I love when a band, you know, doesn't go from release to release sounding the same. And Psych versus Psych, it was like the same time that I, I got that same jaw drop feeling that I did the first time I heard that random EDM break in that one uh, versus me song. It, it was just, I was like, damn, like, I, I wasn't expecting that at all. And I think that the fact that they have that in their arsenal 
I spoke a little bit when we first reviewed the Vet Decisions EP that like they've got something here, and if they continue to expand on it, I could end up liking them. I think I'm still in that phase, but we've definitely gotten closer to where another album cycle or two of ideas and this sort of influence being used. And I think that we are looking at potentially top 10 album of the year material because there's a lot to like here individually, even if I don't love the songs as a whole. So let me expand on that because I think when I said earlier that Honey Revenge are probably dropping the most fun album this year, this is what it's contending with, in my opinion. I cannot name another band that has made depression so much fun. (laughs) That is, you know, that is real. That is real. Because Postcard XO, when you look at the lyrics, it's such a sad song. But it's also so much fun. Like, you get acoustic guitar. You get fucking banjo in that song. You get guitar solos in the middle of a verse for some reason. You get a super fun vocal delivery. It also has a hilarious music video, I might add. But that that's a whole other point. Uh, Postcard XO is one of my favorite songs on here. Uh, my favorite song on here is the track that follows it, Jabberwocky. Uh, really stood out to me as a single last year and still does stand out to me. And I think... The big thing that's holding me back with this album is that I listened to so much of it as singles. And as singles, they didn't leave too much of an impact on me. But together, the story that this album provides is so compelling to me that it has basically raised my opinion on every single song on here. You start with Postcard XO, which is basically the title track of postcard from a living hell which is basically written like a postcard from a living hell and i think that is fucking awesome because it starts off with um you get the verse before the chorus where it's uh it's just a quick trip down that rabbit hole where thoughts always go same toxic reverie awful end to me yours respectfully which is how you would open a postcard like if you're writing a postcard to someone on the back it's like yours respectfully or whatever that like declaration to like who the postcard is for then you get the chorus of I'm feeling worthless, probably deserve this. So I'll walk through this dark alley home and it's like, damn. Uh, th- at the end of the course, you get, Hey, I miss you. Wish you well postcard from a living hell, um, which really just sets the tone for this album. Cause then you get into Jabberwocky, which is about realizing that you're like a victim and that like, you've been, you've dealt with some shit. Basically. I don't know the exact meaning of the song. Um, but the chorus in that is just wake me up because this isn't real. It's just a bad dream. And just like, you think you're so strong until it happens to you type of thing. And then you follow it off with the third song on the album, Off With Your Head, probably the heaviest song on this album where it's like, I'm angry, want to kick holes in the walls of the mess. I'm angry that I feel so goddamn powerless. And it's just, uh, it that one went straight into my I'm fucking pissed playlist. <laughs> um, and it's amazing. I think The Critic is another really compelling song. Um I, I didn't spend as much time with it. Imposter, the yours truly feature is a contender for one of my favorite features of the year. Mm. Um, especially Michaela in the final chorus, kind of doing the backing vocals. It's, it's just incredible. Um, I did not spend nearly enough song with Imposter when it came out as a single. Uh, Soju, unfortunately, still falls kind of flat for me. Um, I don't, it just doesn't, it's just not doing too much for me. But then you get to Low Budget Horror, which grew on me a lot from what I thought of it as a single. Um, Really fun song, sick breakdown. 
And then you get an intervention, which I feel like depicts the idea of like processing everything that you've gone through of like, I think that I might need an intervention to like get out of this hole. Uh, I mean, cycles back to the title track postcard XO. It's just a quick trip down that rabbit hole where thoughts always go. Um, and then inarticulate, I think is a fun kind of like uplifting song uh, featuring the fam, which I think that feature is solid as well. Um, however, then it gets to say, which I think on its own is a great song, but for how compelling the story of this album is from front to back, I don't feel like say does enough to close it for me. And I think if anything is going to keep this album out of my top 10 of this year, it's going to be that it, it literally gets to the finish line and then like just drops the ball, mm. which is really disappointing for me to say, because I think it's a fine song as is, but the story that especially this album started out with that I've been able to piece together and everything in the middle, uh, psych versus psych. I forgot to, I skipped over that song because uh, we'd already kind of talked about it, but it, my psych, your psych, put him in a ring, let, let him fight it out to figure out the state we're in, uh, let him put him in a ring to f- figure out who's to blame for everything um trying to figure out like is it my fault or is it someone else's fault for everything that's been going on there's so much interconnection between all these songs and i love how it all came together given how mediocre i was feeling about a lot of these singles but say just feels like it it feels like something's missing on this album for me i don't know I think this is a fantastic debut album. This exceeded all of my expectations. I really, this one really fell through the radar for me. I kind of was like not super interested in it, but by the time it came out and by the time I heard Postcard XO into the first few songs, I really enjoyed this. And while it's not my favorite favorite album of the month, the night that it came out, I was heavily debating it. That's all I have to say about that one. Let's move on. We got two albums left. I was going to say, I know you're going to have a lot to say about this next <laughs> one. Uh, yeah. As Everything Unfolds have dropped their sophomore album, Ultraviolet. The follow-up to top 10 album of 2021, Within Each Lies the Other. However, this one, I was not nearly as anticipated for. Surprisingly, this is another one of those albums that I feel like it kind of came and my hype wasn't fully there for some reason, given that I loved Ultraviolet and Flipside as two of my favorite singles of the first two months of this year. Maybe it was just that Slow Down didn't leave a huge impact on me. But when I was done with this first album, listen, I didn't enjoy it as much as I felt about within each wise the other. I remember the first time I heard that debut album and I was blown away and I was not blown away to the same extent when I first heard this album. However, the more I listened to this album, the more I was kind of able to piece things together. The very vague concept is about how with ultraviolet light, you can see things that you don't normally see type of thing, like uncovering some of the hidden secrets. So this album gets a little bit more personal. Um, And I think you really start to notice it in songs like Ultraviolet and Felt Like Home in Flipside. Um, I've already talked about a lot of those songs uh, in previous episodes. Um, But Flipside is, 
I really like that song. The lyricism connects to me um, about like overthinking and living life on the flip side of like, well, there's a very simple way to process. Like for normal people, it's like, there's a very simple way to process information, but then my brain will just like take it and be like, what about this really unrealistic option? That's probably the most realistic one, right? That's me. And that's what flip side is about. And I love it. And it's also straight into my, I'm fucking pissed playlist. And I love it for that. Um, <laughs> You also get a really awesome interlude to help the pacing of this album with infrared uh, leading into Flipside, which I think is great, uh, especially as Flipside is one of the, well, it is the shortest song on this album. Um, Again, I really feel like it helped set the pace for this album. Um, You also get a reference to their debut album on Rose Bouquets uh, in the first verse where it's, as it is without error certain and most true what lies within me also lies in you um which i thought was a really cool little reference um twilight feels super reminiscent to their past material and uh was one of the standouts for me on first listen but the true standout for me is all i've ever known the closer to this album my favorite album closer of the year and potentially at this point my favorite song from as everything unfolds period that song, when I've been hinting throughout the rest of this episode that songs with guitar solos tend to have, or tend to be some of my favorite songs of this year, I was subtweeting all I've ever known at that point. <laughs> <laughs> because my God, the guitar solo that comes in after the first verse, oh, I transcended when I heard that, dude. It's like, for the most part, you get that guitar solo as the bridge before the final chorus. But throwing that guitar solo after the first chorus with like kind of like uh very faint delivery of all I've ever known before the drums start kicking and then you get the guitar solo and oh it's just it sends me on an emotional roller coaster. Um the chorus is also an absolute anthem. Humble in my mistakes, remedy I crave. I wish I didn't need to know, didn't need to know better. Leaving space to grow, all I've ever known, particularly that last part of leaving space to grow and didn't need to know better if you go through this whole album and describing all these more personal thoughts um of the band members and charlie who presumably wrote more of this album i don't know for certain um but that mindset of i wish i didn't need to know better and also like leaving space to grow it's like i don't know those two lyrics really connected with me um and being related to the title track of all i've ever known like leaving space to like i wish i didn't need to know better it, like is all i've ever known like that phrase kind of just it hits home to me and then this album closes out the final lyric of this album is just to make me feel again and it's just there's a lot of emotion packed into this album if you're willing to dig into it and it's it didn't connect with me when I first listened to it, but the more I listened to the songs on this album and I started to piece together the picture, I think there's a lot to enjoy here. I still do not think it is as good as Within Each Wise the Other, but I do think that this is an incredible album. And for fans of female-fronted post-hardcore bands, and you're not listening to As Everything Unfolds, you're doing something wrong. Man, after that, I can't, I can't, I don't yeah. want to say this, but it's <laughs> too wait. British for me. What the? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I said shit was too German earlier. I can't talk. Can we just hate Europeans? 
Is this is this a psyop by Jacob to oh, make us what? less? No, I'm like the Canada? number one deep token and, enthusiast. Come on. Well, no, I'm saying we're redirecting the Canada hate to Europe. Uh I'm trying to take it attention away. In in the Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, aren't isn't that the whole thing that they're not in the Europe? Yeah, in the Europe. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. They're they're not in Europe anymore. I think that this is way better than. Uh, oh, why am I blanking? Jake, Did the name of the album. Other? Yes, I won. When I heard that album, I didn't save anything, and I thought this band is going to put out an album that I am going to enjoy next time, and they did. I I, I really like this. I think that. It definitely starts off with its. I think the last three songs are the best. And I think that the first three songs are also very good. And the middle kind of falls flat. And that's what leaves me wanting more from this album. Um, but with that said, I mean, this is like leagues, leagues better. And. There were points on, even with saying that the middle falls flat, there was never a point on this album where I was bored. And I still don't feel like, I know it's only, what, I think 37 minutes or something like that, but I don't think that it feels its runtime at all. It definitely went by very fast. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's a testament to how good and engaging this album is. I definitely think that this is going to be the one maybe in a couple months from now i just have this feeling that this is going to there's going to be a song in here that blows up and their monthly listeners are going to skyrocket i i I really i really think that there's going to be something here that that puts as everything unfolds into that larger conversation maybe not in the same way as like a spirit box or like wage war or anything like that but it's kind of post-hardcore metalcore blend i think they are on the same track as future palace in terms of maybe five years from now we are going to see them paving the way for the next upcoming um bands honestly in this genre because they're doing a lot of things right and they're doing it very early in their career also shout out the purple aesthetic i know we've said it when they're doing the singles and stuff but it's like you can't beat purple as an aesthetic, man. Black and purple was... is such an underrated color scheme. Yeah, shout out Spearbox. Woo. I was about to say, I played this after this album. Uh, the Void was the first song that came on. So Spotify knows what's up. They're purpling me out. It's my favorite color, though, so I can't complain. I don't Does know that take us yeah. to the last album? All right, y'all. Hit me with it. Crown the Empire. I've released, I think this is their fifth album, could be wrong, Dogma. Which I surprisingly enjoyed more than I thought I would. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't save any of the singles from this, but I did save a couple of songs that, uh... We're on this album, man. Fuck there's the a very qu- there's a very clear standout to me. I don't know if it'll align with you guys, but the singles did not get this much much to work with, unfortunately for me. Um, yeah, I don't think the but... singles did a very good job at representing what this album actually is. Absolutely think, not. The non yeah, singles yeah. were wonderful. I really oh, like the non singles. Okay, 
Um, my favorites being Labyrinth and Modified. So, I need to listen to this then, because I hadn't heard it because I loved Sudden Sky and mm-hmm. the singles weren't. Besides, in Another Life, which I still really like. I know that's not a popular opinion, but uh, not anymore. Okay, uh, good. Context of the album has definitely changed my opinion on In Another Life. Okay, sweet, perfect. I think the only single that I still don't enjoy is Immortalize. I I truthfully stopped listening to a lot of the singles because they were boring me and there were also like other things and circumstances going on with the band. Um, And so, you know, I was ready to not give this a try. But right off the bat here, if we've got positive reviews and different aspects from you guys, especially on the non-singles, then I'm definitely going to have to listen to this. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with Justin. I think the non-singles are definitely Depends. the highlight. Yeah. I, I, Sarah, like, Modified, Paranoid, and Superstar all. Like, actually, that four-track run, Modified, Paranoid, In Another Life, and Superstar, oh my. Uh, Superstar is the worst song on the album. No. Damn. No, it is not. Well, you know, I would say it's the best song. Palo Royale kind of sucks. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I think it's the best song on the album. Really? It, it, does, yeah. it does not fit the album. IMO. It doesn't sound like a collab that would fit. Like, it I wouldn't doesn't. expect that at all. So to completely break this chain, my favorite song on this is Someone Else. Uh, right That's another good one. Uh, that was the first song on this album that I listened to. And I'm like, wait, I'm actually enjoying this, like, from the start. Whereas the other songs that I ended up adding in um modified and paranoid it took me until like a little bit later in the song to be like okay i like this someone else from the get-go i was like oh yeah i like this and it's definitely i mean i really haven't spent that much time with any of these songs um but someone else definitely the one i've spent the most time with of the three man this is weird justin says the non-singles are the best then he says superstars the worst yeah, because you're getting mixed signals it. here. No, it d- doesn't fit with the fucking. I think it album. fits well, actually. I think it doesn't fit, and it's the middle of the album. It's just really weird. I would expect it to like be like three or four, not like six. Mm. I'm now suddenly very interested in this. I think I, I think it would like some parts of this. I think the the oh like the album in context really helps the signals mm. it, and it's it, it's almost it's it's like a similar situation to color D- decay but not as extreme okay where the singles don't really represent the album and it ends up making it better mm. when you okay. listen to it yeah, yeah 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 i'm with you well you know what i Honestly, even if the hype up to them isn't as strong, I really do actually enjoy albums like that because it gives me more what feels like new material to enjoy, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't think this is their best album. I still think the Fallout hold a special place in my heart. <laughs> that is such, it's such a classic album. Yeah. I would say I think Fall the Fallout, Sudden Sky, and then this as three. Oh, that feels wrong. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is okay. This is it's better than I expected, and I'm I'm happy for, about that. I thought it would be super generic, so I was I was glad to be wrong. 
Um, but it's still not better than Sun Sky. This was an interesting first Crown the Empire album experience. Are you kidding me? Jake! Jake, Hi. we're giving you a map. <laughs> a map to Sudden Sky? Yes. I might need a ladder for and that. And the Fallout. <laughs> I might need a ladder for that one, too. Uh, I think that closes it off. Ends off the episode. April 2023. You know, we missed it last month because I think we were too busy catching up on all of our stuff from uh, March. But technically, uh, our last episode uh, was the three-year anniversary of us starting this thing, oh, which is crazy. Jeez. Fucking COVID. Yeah. Crazy. We're into year four of this. That feels weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird statement that you just said. Yeah. April was certainly one of the months of this year. I feel like there's a lot of mixed opinions thrown around tonight. Hmm. Will that change? You'll have to find out next Absolutely month. Absolutely not. Oh, May is <laughs> stacking up to be the best month for albums. Is it? There's a lot. Has potential. I don't remember what's coming out in May. We got Currents. Oh, no, this, Fri this Friday is Currents, Grandson, and Cyan Kicks. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a lot. <laughs> And then Damn. I don't know what else is dropping this. Week, um, but... we got Veil of Maya the next week. Yep. Mm. No, not for me. Uh, sweep Tonka. Sweep Tonka. No, nope. yeah, that's week going. after. So I what you're it. saying is nothing for not Justin. Not the best. Not the best month. No, actually, we we got a revival coming this Friday that I'm super excited for. True. True. So singles are probably going to be where I thrive again. Like usual. At, as it should be. Yeah. And you might be seeing us before the May recap. Most likely. Dun, dun, dun. Ah, da, da, da. Perhaps. <laughs> mayhaps. Mayhaps. That's, Hate. that's a good usage of the word mayhaps. Hate. I'm rocking with mayhaps. <laughs> Hold All on right, until thank mayhaps. you for listening to... Our shenanigans, once again, that's going to conclude the April 2023 recap. Be sure to follow us on social media at HiveMindRadio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. HiveMindRadio recap on Spotify. HiveMindRadio on YouTube. Help us get to 100 subscribers. Thank you for listening once again, and we will see you next month or maybe even sooner. you have to subscribe to stay tuned. Bye. Bye. See ya.